from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka. This week at Nintendo Main, we finally have a direct. Well, kind of. Heads up. What you hear next may be shocking. The Portal Collection is not a lie. But, sure we got the clue. How about this we go? Don't you know? No more art. art, art. And as you look through the horizon, not a cloud by the stormy weather go to It, it isn't. And the direct is here, sort of. I mean, I say sort of just because it's not a first person, or it's not a whatever, first party, first party direct, but it still had a lot of stuff in it, and I still liked it. So so there you go. But we're, you and know. It, and it had some it had some semi-first person stuff in there. You had, you know, we'll get into it, but there were some familiar characters in there from Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. First party. Welcome to Nintendo Main, episode 327. Your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about... Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase, which uh, we'll jump into now after we into introduce ourselves. I'm Trey Bingo Asterix Johnson. I'm Jeremy, that boy FX Mikowski. I'm John Stardew Daddy Knitter. Oh geez. Oh boy. So uh, yeah, so we we had our direct finally. It was um it was kind of back and forth. Well, you know, there was there was the rumor of the 29th that that Alana said, and now it was the 28th. And what was it? What what was that website that was like sounded like something I'd never even heard of before, like video game information dot com or something like that? Chronicle was the name of that website. Which, yeah. uh, video game chronicles, uh, which I've never heard of ever. Yeah. yeah, and they were well, we we've pulled some news from them before. I don't know if I've said the their name their name specifically on the website, but we've I've looked I've looked at their stuff before. And they were pulling from another website, a Spanish site, which name the name I'm forgetting, uh, which said that there was gonna be a direct on Tuesday, and it was correct. So there was, it was, and it is Tuesday now. And we just, and we just watched it. I actually, you know, I woke up, I actually woke up a little bit early to watch it, to watch it. Cause I wanted to, you know, whenever these directs happen, I always try to like do my best for nothing to be spoiled in any way, because it's right. hard to even go to like YouTube, like at all without YouTube throwing shit at you, especially if like, you know, like me, I'm like subscribed to the Nintendo channel. So right when you turn on YouTube, it'll show you all the new Nintendo trailers and all those trailers will be stuff from the direct. And if you just want to see yeah. it, like, yeah. As you know, as the way it should be unveiled to you, it's kind of hard to get to it. So I yeah. sort of like you just want to do anything on your phone. Like it's kind of dangerous to just even have your phone in your pocket because there's going to be some <laughs> way the information is going to get to you, right? Like I was on break. It's going to it's going to like you're, if you have like Bluetooth or something, it's just going to start reading It'll news into right your ear, into your brain. Yeah. No, I was on break. Uh, I was at work this morning and I had a 15 minute break, and within 15 minutes, I just habitually went to Facebook or YouTube like three different times. Just I, I I said I'm not going to look at Facebook or YouTube. You just have, yeah. And I just found it in my hand, and I was going to f- Facebook or YouTube. I was like, no, stop, no. Fifteen mm-hmm. minutes. I, I in fifteen minutes, I checked three times. That's one of the many terrible things about uh social media, like how much it's ingrained in you, and you just right. It, it's it's stupid because it's just the only reason I look at it is because I'm bored, you know, because I don't have anything else better mm-hmm. to right. do, you know. And it's like, but it's still become like this, like the you know this this just a instinct that you do whenever you pull up your phone and i always try to do whenever i'm doing that i'm like when i'm like waiting on like a 
wrestling pay-per-view or whatever, and I don't want to see spoilers, I always just be like, no, and then I'll just try to like close it out. The best thing for me to do, and you don't have the option, but I just read comics on Marvel Unlimited. That's what I do, because I can read comics from whatever year, and there's nothing in there about any news whatsoever. So, And even the ones that are on there are like four months, you know, whatever. So it's that's what I do. I j- I'll just try to just read comics, and that'll take me, take me away idea. from... Jump in, look at the pictures. Yeah, just read, uh, just read stuff. It, it's uh, it's better for you, actually, in the long run <laughs> than looking at looking at crap on Twitter and whatever Agreed. else. But yeah, that's what I try to do. But I, but I, you know, I was, I was like, I'm going to get up at eight o'clock, and I did get up at eight o'clock. But I was like, I don't want to watch it yet. I'm too tired. I don't want to like think about things. So I just like went back to sleep for another hour, and then I watched it at nine. And I kind of like, you know, I I get my phone out and I'm going to like stream it through the TV, and I kind of just look at it like sort of like with my eyes unfocused to just like just so I can't really read anything else that's on there. And then try to just like just see enough of the direct that to see that it says the right thing and it says Nintendo to. I try to like search before anything else. I had I had a whole process and there was only one spoiler that I saw out of it and it was one that I didn't care about so it was fine. It wasn't it didn't really like ruin my viewing or whatever. But I had all these dreams about like you know I had dreams about trying to find a, a quiet place where I could watch the direct and I was trying to watch it on my tablet and you know it was like one of those things that kind of entered into my into my into my dream subconscious and all that stuff for that hour that I that I slept before I watched it but I did watch it and I you know I liked it for the most part yeah. I thought it was you know there unfortunately you know the what sucks is like you know with like what happened with that website and all that is that they you know people want to just show up and ruin the direct for you and uh, tell you tell you about some things that are in it before it actually happens and there were a couple of things that got leaked from other from other websites as well that it's kind of like oh well that's not really a surprise but I guess a lot of us were just really holding out hope, hope myself included, about the the uh, one last thing at the end that it would finally yeah come our way and very happy about that. I wish that well, I mean, we'll get to it. I wish there was release dates or something. But, before we get to I guess there anything, wasn't for the other one. I have before we get to anything. Um, I have a special unboxing of sorts. I was at the grocery store and I was thinking, how can I celebrate the direct? And I was in the foreign foods aisle and they had the japanese marble soda oh there you go the yeah i used to drink that so, when i could drink soda i'm gonna pop it open still oh man those the, marble sodas scare me yeah i don't know how to say the the brand name but it's it was it like Ra- ramune Ra- ramune yeah. about mm-hmm. ramune, whatever i don't know yeah I've, i used to drink those i, yeah, I haven't had these in a long time i can't really drink any soda now but they were always why like, is the marble in it to keep it fizzy the seal it seals it. Instead that, of having a cap, you got the marble in the top. Have you had one of these before or no? Yeah, I just always was worried I was going to choke on the marble. Oh, no, you, you can't. You can't drink the marble. I'm going to pop <laughs> the marble in there. Let's get the ASMR going here. It comes with like a plastic thing that you put in the top, right? Or, well, sometimes they do. Well, or it's do got you, a, it you a plastic just push wrap it. around the top, and then I can... Yeah, it's got this plastic... Uh, I don't know what you... kind of looks like a like a baby bottle top without the without the nipple in it. Yes, sometimes you sometimes they come with a little plastic like a uh, cylinder thing that you can that you like push in there that'll help you move the marble thing. This but, is all marble. But all right, here we go. But it's always that's the difficult part is is popping it like what you're doing right now. Anyway, go for it. Let's get that fizz on here. So that's why you need that popper. I guess so. It's hard to do it without it. Am I doing this right? Just it's been push, a long time. Just push it in, yeah. But some of them come with that plastic thing that you put on the top and you just I'm surprised that one didn't. Was there was there something in the plastic that you pulled off of there? There was no little like. Oh wait, no, there was. Okay. Yeah, yeah there the it cap. is. See, I told yeah. you. There it <laughs> I is. Told you right. There's a thing in there. Been a long time. Okay, I got the thing. Yeah, you got to push. Right, you got to put that on there and then push it down and then it'll help you. It'll help you open it. It still kind of takes a takes a minute, but 
There it is. Ooh, that sounded good. <laughs> Effervescence. I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear the fizzes as well on this side, but I believe you. There's the marble rolling around in there. Yep. Nice. It's good. Okay, on with the show. <laughs> you got your. You got your uh, Ram Ramun thing. I got. Uh, I got my green tea here. Nice. Some matcha. So yeah, we're 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 ready. We're ready for, I our, have... for Japanese stuff. Apologies for all the marble rolling sounds during this segment. I have nothing Japanese near me to grab. Mm. That's okay. Anyway, yeah, we, we got we got our direct today, finally, our direct mini partner showcase. But really it, it, it felt like a regular direct for me. There just wasn't really you know, there wasn't like too much full Nintendo stuff on there. I, there was a couple mm-hmm. things, but you know, like a lot of the big questions that I had, you know, like what's happening with the Nintendo Switch Online, where are the new Mario Kart courses, like stuff like that, you know, was not in there. But they could have easily stuck those in there and made it like thirty minutes or something. I don't know. You know, you never really know what's going on with Nintendo. One thing that was kind of cool that came out after this direct was there was a Treehouse presentation. I don't know if either of you caught that, but they did. No, I didn't uh, know that. Uh, they did. They did like a forty-five minute play uh, play of uh, Live Alive, and I watched it. I watched it while That's I cool. ate lunch. And and the, wow. and the and what's great about it is this actually has to do. I just did a I just did a WART radio about my personal top four best uh, video game composers of all time, and uh, one of them is in the video. Is in that is in that Treehouse video, and y- Yoko Shimomura shows up to talk about her soundtrack for Live oh, Alive. Cool. And I didn't realize that she did the soundtrack for that game, which I feel stupid now because I didn't include it in my. In my WRT radio episode, but whatever. But yeah, no, that's that's extra cool that they had her like beam in from Japan to talk about to talk about like you know concerts that she had done like with uh, using live live music and how people would like bring the soundtrack to her to sign and stuff like that and like how it meant a lot and that and they also had like the um, the director of the game talk as well at the end of the treehouse so it, it was cool like uh, and they play through a couple of the scenarios that you can't play in the demo so that was cool like they did the um the not so distant future one which was actually the one i really wanted to play which unfortunately you can't play in the demo but that's the one that's like kind of like a more of an anime style thing it actually kind of reminded me of chrono trigger a little bit too because it has like a motorcycle character in there that kind of reminded me like the futuristic motorcycle guy from chrono trigger but it's a uh, yeah it was cool they kind of just jumped around and they showed like the wild west stuff the the western shit but i don't know i think the i think the 2d hd looks really really good on this like it's kind of popped more than Octopath or uh, Triangle Strategy ever did to me, so I'm just like, yeah, this game looks really good, and it sounds great too because Yoko Shimomura did the soundtrack, and I thought they did a really cool like presentation of that. And I thought there was also one about um, Mario Plus Rabbits, but that was just a trailer, just because they were right next to each other. I thought maybe they did two Treehouse things, but they only did one. But still, it's nice to see some live alive stuff. But we'll get to that. But starting off, starting off on the direct, this didn't surprise anybody because it was on my bingo card. Which technically I got a bingo. Well, we could we can we can discuss that later. But uh, right in the middle of my top line, we have Monster Hunter Sunbreak info, which is the very first thing that we get from this uh, from this direct is more stuff about Monster Hunter Sunbreak, which I bought last night or no, I, or maybe I bought it today. Anyway, I have it. It's it's preloaded. It's on my system. I already paid for nice. it. Nice. It's forty bucks. It's ready to go. I probably won't be able to play it until. Saturday, maybe depending on how long it takes to to edit this episode, but I am excited to get into Monster Hunter again. So, hooray! So yeah, I, I bought that for forty bucks, got it preloaded, and uh, yeah, more Monster Hunter stuff. Uh, Basil guys, it's like uh, it's, it's like Beetlejuice. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. It's like the same sort of uh, spelling from the movie. Like it's just like one letter difference. Like like the Beetle Beetle guys from the was it or two? It's like B E. Yeah. 
Anyway, there, there's some cool looking characters in there. There's another, you know, there's a song in there. It's just like, hey, more Monster Hunter stuff. It's like, okay, I get it. Just put it out already. I'm ready to play it. That's kind of how, I mean, did you have any more feelings about Monster Hunter off of that, Jeremy? I was pretty happy that they confirmed you get to make a weapon out of one of the twins. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of that, segue, uh, Yokotaro's game, what is it? Near, uh, it's not near Automata, right? Is that how they said it on there? Yeah. It's not near, near Automata. Yeah. That's the way I've always said it. I've heard people say it different ways, whatever. Anyway, this is because a game. of the word automaton, so I figured it was so yeah. the same way. Yeah, like the robot. I thought of it the same way too. Yep. Anyway, near 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 Automata was uh, considered by many people to be the best game of the year that it came out. I've heard like so much talk about it. It's uh yeah, it's one of those games that I've really, really wanted to play for a long time. I never bought it for like PS4 because it never really was on sale, I guess, or maybe it wasn't mm-hmm. on sale enough for me to get it. Uh, I'm happy that it's coming to Switch. I'm going to buy it on Switch. I'm going to play it. For anybody who don't who doesn't know, apparently the game has to be played multiple times before you can actually understand the pure genius of the game. Like if you play through the game and you get to the credits once and you stop, you don't understand the game. You have to keep going after that because the game, the di- the type of game that it is changes each time you restart the game again, and you start with a new character or whatever. And it's supposed to be very very good, and I'm excited to play it finally. So it's it's sucks that there's there's no release date for this right they didn't uh, they didn't didn't put anything on there just um, no well, I guess uh, no it's just uh, no it is it's in um, October there were a lot of, there were a lot of October stuff in here and also a lot of like next year stuff on here also which is kind of like okay we're like halfway through this year and all right I'll think about it next time yeah uh, beginning of October near near Automata uh, yes I am yeah I'm also interested in this thumbs um, up for if this. nothing else yeah if nothing else this game has a, a rabid fan base i mean it's there's some weird stuff out there that i've run across um not just uh straight up fan fiction but yeah they've got like porn and all kinds of fun stuff for near automata so <laughs> it's got it's got it's got some kind of really strong appeal to it and that's like i'm more interested in that almost than what the actual game is because the game looks cool don't get me wrong but it just kind of looks like an anime adventure game to me and it was also know. a wasn't it also done by um i thought it was done by the people who did uh bayonetta as far as the, I think uh, so. the development goes so that's cool they already have games game. yeah oh so they already have um they you know they already have a uh relationship with nintendo there so hopefully so that there's i think that's a good chance that we'll get a solid port out of it and it's not you know from what i can tell it's not a cloud version so hooray the next game was Lorelei and the Laser Eyes, which when it started, I thought this was something by Pseudo 51. It looks like his style. Kind of kind of looks it, like it, yeah. Don't you think so? Yeah. It, or like it, Killer it had, 7 or something. Yeah, it definitely had some Killer 7 vibes to it. And that's actually what kind of intrigued me by it. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I could check this one out, you know, depending on what, it, you know, the release time and all that. It's an adventure puzzle game, which I think was pretty well, that genre was pretty well represented this time around. And I'm into this one. This one looks really stylish, really cool. Looks like a, a mature story, which I welcome that. And what a cool title, Lorelei and the Laser Eyes. I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah. There's they could all... totally be a, a band name. Yeah, Lorelei totally, and, yep. and the Laser Eyes. That sounds like a band. <laughs> there's also, I forgot about this, uh, Monster Hunter, there's some sort of weird floating blood going on in the trailer. <laughs> there's like these little, these blood droplets that are like, that are like birds. I want to know what that's <laughs> all about. Bird blood. So I'm like, okay. Whatever. But yeah, this, um, yeah, it has like a real, yeah, it has like that dark, kind of like, uh, yeah, dark suit of 5 1 looking, looking type stuff. And it looked, in, yeah, it looked very intriguing to me. It has, has a lot of style. 
It's got like some first person stuff. Yeah, it definitely looks like Killer Seven at times, especially in the gun choices. So there's some like time travel going on because it shows like time going from 1963 to 2014. And that's uh, Annapurna also. Yeah, they've been putting out a lot of good stuff. But that's coming out. That's coming out next year as well. Like I'm saying, like another one that's like I'm like, oh, that looks great. Uh, next year, 2023. I'm I know. Like, okay, a lot of these well, games. I'll that... try to remember. Like I, I turned 40 in October, and I'm like, I'm thinking I'm gonna be 40 when I play all these games. It's a little depressing, but I I, I'm 42, man. Yeah. So uh, it's fine. I turned four. I turned 40. I turned 40 in the pandemic, man. So talk yeah. about depressing. <laughs> <That>. <laughs> I think we will too. I mean, well, yeah, the pandemic is still going, but I mean, just, you know, just did like uh, call people and sent me like art stuff, and it was fun. It was it was a, it was as good as we could have done for a fortieth birthday in the pandemic. Yeah. But when when my but when my forty first birthday came around, I was even more depressed because nothing had changed. It was still <laughs> it was still the fucking same. You know, it's like it's like no, yeah, we we're still we we're still in the fucking pandemic. There was still no work. I was still depressed. It was you know. So yeah, God, I'm gonna be 40 when I play the new Zelda game. You're right, John. So that's what really, that's what really sucked about it. Mm -hmm. Second time, unless it comes out in early November, which it won't. Uh, It's not coming out this year, right? That's right. God damn it! (laughs) You both, you both. I'm skipping my birthday this year. You both got to get to almost my world before you uh, see Zelda. I'm skipping America's birthday and my birthday this year. Well, yeah. I mean, I've been skipping that birthday for years. Next up. Super Bomberman R2. This was the one that was spoiled for me when I was trying to look through YouTube. I just kind of saw it, but my eyes were all glazed, so I didn't really know what it was. I saw, like, bomb something. I thought it was some random indie mm-hmm. thing. But, yeah, Super Bomberman R2. I remember the, there being a news story John mentioned yeah. on here on the on the uh, outline that, yeah, that they had, like, ter- that they had, uh, turned off the, um, the online for Super Bomberman R. Yeah, that was a month or so ago that they turned off uh, basically, they announced the game was shutting down, and so this is why, I guess, because they're, they're coming up with uh, Super, Super Bomberman R2. So the game must have been a success. A little odd, I think, that they like like this one's not coming out till till 2023 next year, <laughs> and they so, shut down the current one. They're like, oh, well, yeah. we gotta wait. So you got a sequel, so that means that the first game was a success, but you're gonna shut down the the first game now. Why? Why leave this big gap between? And it was like free. It was like free to play too, right? For a minute, like I don't know. I Bomberman is like this was a launch, a Switch launch title, wasn't it? Yeah, Bomber. I was gonna say the only the only time I played this was when Jeremy and I played it at that Switch event. Like that was because it because it was there. But I mean, I tried the demo. I I can never Bomberman's like a total like uh, whatever. It's I just cannot get into Bomberman games. I don't know what it is. I I don't like the multiplayer. I don't like the single player. I just cannot. It just never worked for me. Like I, I, can, oh, exactly. ne- I can never get into. It is a fun multiplayer game. I'm, sh- I'm sure it is. I just couldn't wrap my head around it, and it just wasn't really. I, it just wasn't for me. You know, I just I couldn't. I could never really get into it. So this one's kind of like, okay, whatever. It's a really good couch multiplayer game. I don't know that it translates as well to online. The the fun is like being there together with your friends, and oh no, I'm gonna get you. Know, look out! I got you in a corner, and you're talking to each other. That uh, that doesn't really translate to online. It's as a well, good game for smack talking for sure. Yeah. So yeah, they should update some sort of voice chat or just do voice voice chat since people have done it outside of Nintendo many times. So, mm-hmm. so there you go. Barman R two. Yeah. Okay. Next Maybe they're afraid people will send real bombs to each other. I mean, they are going to play online. They have to. That's the world that we live in. You know, couch co ops kind of became dead when the when the pandemic. 
Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. I automatically thought, thought of Nadia Oxford from uh, Axe of the Bloodcat yeah. when I saw this, because that's the only person I know of that still talks about Battle Network, uh, the, the Mega Man Battle Network games. Well, didn't she write a book about Mega Man with her husband? They're pretty into Mega Man. Wrote, yeah, she's written. She, I know she wrote a bunch of like Mega Man fan fiction and stuff like that. But yeah, there's like 10 games, and they're getting two different volumes. Yeah, I remember when those games were coming out. There was just like another one. Another one? There were so many of them on the Game Boy yeah. Advance. They, they were on were, the DS, so, too. I was going to say, they were on DS also. Like There was a good okay. amount of them that were DS. I thought honestly thought all of them were DS. Maybe they maybe they started on Game Boy yeah. Advance first mm-hmm. and then went to DS. But I mean, the 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 Game Boy what whatever it is the Mega Man Zero Collection that I got, which was cool. Um, that has DS games on it also. Like it, it goes in between. It has the Game Boy Advance ones and the DS games on it. And I thought it did a pretty good representation of DS on there. For interestingly, like, for it's going like to be two, all. DS games. It's going to be one game physical, but then the digital, they're going to split it into two versions, uh, Volume 1 and Volume 2, which I guess that, that points to the success of all the other Mega Man games, which you see those all time on sale. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, also that's... For like 10 bucks or so. I mean, that kind of reminds me of what they did with the Resident Evil stuff, too, where they released like Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2 as like a physical set of two, but you could buy them separately on the internet. They did that with a bunch of their Resident Evil physical Switch games. They were all they like that two like together, Bioshock but separated. Collection and the Borderlands Collection. They've done that with one. Yeah, they stuff. did that with those two. But I mean, directly from Capcom. They, oh, okay. They've done that before, where it's like a package of two things, but you can one, and also a lot of times it's like one thing, and then you download the other thing. They're not even both on the cart, <laughs> you know. So, mm-hmm. like, you get the code for it, you automatically get to download it, but it's not on the cart. So if you don't have internet, you won't get to play it. So there's that. Yeah, it's coming next year. I don't know how I feel I'm about these games. I'm surprised that this took so long, uh, aren't you guys? Because like people have been asking for these games for a long time, and they might have gotten re-released on the the Wii U, but I don't know if all of them did. I think some of them did, maybe. I don't know. I I never really played them, so it doesn't really. But a collection <laughs> of them seems like a no-brainer. I'm surprised it took so long, and it looks like a pretty souped-up. Uh, what it's got 150 songs you can listen to on it. That's a lot, right? It's got a lot of artwork and whatever else. So. Capcom seems to be making good with these legacy collections. Yeah, they the do. Fighting collection, the the the, the beat 'em up collection. I will talk about one of those collections later after we get through this. Um, yeah, no, it's I don't know. We'll see how I feel when that comes out next year, if we're all still here. Uh, Pac-Man World Repack. How about that? <laughs> since we've More all Pac-Man. been since we've been kind of like uh, I don't know in in the Pac-Man world, like from John's arcade and my Pac-Man collection, Museum Plus, and all that. It's kind of interesting to remake one of the Pac-Man 3D games because I never played the first one, but Pac-Man World 2, I have that on GameCube. That game sucks. That game is bad, yeah. <laughs> like really bad. <laughs> and I'm sure Pac-Man World 1 is bad too. And I watched like a comparison video that uh, one of those Game Explainer Nintendo Life did. And uh, yeah, it doesn't, I mean, it looks better, I guess, but it still doesn't look great. I mean, I don't know. What, what do you think of the yeah. uh, of the Pac-Man World re- repack? Meh. I mean, there's a lot of those <laughs> Meh. GameCube yeah. uh, 3D platform games, which I mean, this is a this, this, they have nostalgia for. This is a PlayStation One game, actually. Was it PlayStation One? Oh, yeah, okay, going even farther back. The the yeah, Pac so Man like World platform. Two was a GameCube yeah. game. Okay, okay. Is that yeah, the one that the, had Pac Man Versus on it? That's the only. That's the only reason I own it. That's that's why I have yeah, it because it came packaged with Pac Man Versus. Yeah, <laughs> I tried it out just to try it out, just because I had it. It was around the time of when Pac-Man 99 came out, 
I, I tried playing it a little bit, and I'm like, eh, I don't like this game. It's not good. <laughs> so uh, I like the title "Repack" because it sounds almost like a parody title. Like we're giving, we're like, we just put a new package. We're giving it back to you. You're like, um, you know, remastered has a little bit more of a dignity to it, but. No, we just repacked it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does. If you watch the comparison video, there is a lot of differences between that one and the other one. And and the PlayStation One one is like is, so. is mostly like FMV cutscenes that don't look great, you know, because it's PlayStation One and all that. So yeah, it, it looks it looks a lot better than it did. But still, it's just kind of like okay, it's one of those things. Uh, all right, um, I have to wait for reviews on that one because those three D Pac Man games were never good. At least none of the ones that I played were good, so I don't know. It's an interesting, it's an interesting way to go. But Namco will just keep pumping out those Pac-Man games for the the rest of time. They will, yeah. I mean, I did like. I mean, I like the museum, but that one has you know doesn't have any 3D Pac-Man and Pac-Man in there, just the 2D ones. This next game looks a lot better to me. It's called Blank or Blanc, if you want to be fancy. B L A N C. It's a it's puzzle cool, story. Blanc. Yeah, <laughs> re re Blanc. It's a puzzle story. It's black and white. Looks like a like a three D manga, almost like sketchy looking mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, the description is, and I wrote this in all caps by accident, not to sound crazy or anything, but this was an accident. But I am excited for this game. Yeah, I wrote uh, Fawn and Wolf Club find their way home together. So I thought that was, I did think it was really <laughs> cute. It's, it's something. It's kind of like a said. Homeward Bound, but with yeah. a predator and a prey, and it's kind of cute, right? Fo- yeah. Fox and the Hound, maybe a little bit. Yeah, Fox and the yeah. Hound. Little animal friends, and it's it's a co-op game, which is really cool. It's online or, uh, or you know, couch couch co-op. Um, I think that's cool having a, a two-player gaming story you can play through together. I'm excited anytime you can do something like that. I think that's that's cool, and and when it works, it's really good. Um, it, it looks really really any, nice. Anytime you've got characters that cute in a game like this or yeah. in a cartoon or something, I'm I just you just kind of know in your heart somebody's going to die. <laughs> That's what I thought oh, yeah. you were going to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you see someone that cute, it's like, uh, they're going to die. But the 3D stuff really looks pretty. Like, it really looks like it's a hand-drawn 3D world, which is cool. Like, it's, it's hard to pull that off. And I do think it looks great. But yeah, it's got some cool co-op stuff, like you were saying. And I'm glad he found work after doing Joey on Friends. <laughs> Return to Monkey Island. Wow, I hey. was really floored by this game. Uh, no, I'd seen some. No, did, did did anybody know? Did anybody expect that or know anything about that? Like that that just kind of came that, out of nowhere to me. I was like, "Oh, hey, Monkey Island, there it is." Yeah, that I game? knew about it because it it was actually announced uh, on on BC a couple weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. But to have it on Switch, great. And I never really looked at it too much in depth. I I recognized the style from the little bit that I saw before, but spending a good minute or so with that those visuals that they created. Wow, uh, it, it looks fantastic. It's one of the most distinctive games, I think, on the Switch so far. I can't say I've seen anything like it. It looks a lot different than the other ones, too, right? It doesn't look like yeah. the original like Return to Monkey Islands. Yeah, it's not doing the the you know a retro pixelated look or anything like that. That's kind of you know, that's tired at this point. They did something different. This is like almost like a like a like I've seen certain storybooks look this kind of way. It almost looks like like they did a storybook South south park style or something with the uh the the paper cutouts and but it's a really nice lush look it's like it's got a lot of deep purples to it and i like the color choices i can't say I, I can't say i've seen anything that looks exactly like this which is pretty exciting it's its own unique art style and the way they animate it it all looks fluid together uh, it looks like it, it might even not be a video game it looks like it could be a 
cartoon show or, or you know, animated movie, but they've just done such a great job making this video game look beautiful. These are point and click type games, right? Yeah. Yep. It, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, Guacamelee. Did you ever play any of those games? Like I can see that. Like the art style does. Like the way the characters look. I can see that too. Yeah, stepped up a bit though. You know, with a little bit more Lucasfilm money. It's a LucasArts game. I thought they I thought they got consumed by Disney when Disney because they because they killed LucasArts like when Disney bought Star Wars years ago. Like it's, they got the, it's got the name nailed, on it. nailed in the coffin. It. I think it's called Lucasfilm Games now. Okay, because I remember that like when they when they officially yeah. said that LucasArts LucasArts was dead. So they did their did their bit to uh, make sure it did not exist anymore. Well, That's I've never played a Monkey to... Island game, so I'd be willing to check it out. I never played them either, but I know that uh, they talk about them a lot on Retronauts. They, they, they like them a lot. So there was one on Wii, I believe. And I think that was my main experience with it. And I think I've tried the PC I didn't think... one illegitimately at one point. I don't remember. I guess, uh, yeah, I guess there was one on WiiWare. I, I, yeah, I never, I never really played any of them. Point and clicks is like kind of like my. That's just an area of. That's just games that I. I just don't have a hard time getting into. So I'm always. I have a the... huge soft spot for those games. Like I, I love those games. Because they, they could, back in you know the early '90s, late '80s or so, those were the games that could really tell a story well. Not, not that other genres couldn't, but that was that was sort of the heart of those games was they were there to tell a story, and you were part of that story. You were solving different puzzles to further the story. In the era of the NES, when it was more action based, it was kind of interesting to go on the computer instead and find this whole other genre of games that really wasn't well represented on my Nintendo. There was a reason to go to the PC and try some of those games because that was where they existed. And it was, it was something unique. I had some that I fell in love with. Like I've talked about before tune struck. I've talked about, you know, a couple others. And this is one that I am looking forward to very much. It's kind of the reverse for me. Remembering those It's just like a, a little bit of trauma mixed with it just because of uh um it, it's like the jerky in- incident from chrono trigger all over again it's like most of the time 99 percent of the time whenever i played a point and click game there was one stupid fucking item that i couldn't find that i needed to get to the next thing and i would just get so tired of going through the same levels over and over and over again just because there's one fucking bookshelf that you have to mm-hmm. put the mouse on this one tiny <laughs> little spot of the screen and that's where you find this one like whatever thing that'll get you to the next thing and that's what annoys the piss out of me out of these games it's just they want you to just like pour over the levels over and over and over and over and over again i just don't have time or patience for that that's my yeah, that's, some of that's the, my stance the, the on point and clicks. Some, the, some of the lesser ones you know would repeatedly repeatedly get you stuck because the, the the logic wasn't there and you know why would i need a you know a popsicle to open this door or whatever or why would you even know that you had to get it like some of them are like right. uh, the the uh Answers to the questions were so obscure that it's just like, how would you even think of that? But hopefully this one will be better. I still want to, I still want to play that Blade Runner one just because. So maybe that'll be the one that brings me, that brings me to the point and click world. I'm curious about that. I think we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, we'll talk I, about I was, it with the news. I watched, I watched some yeah. footage of it last night while I was editing just to learn more about it because I am super intrigued by it. Um, yeah, that's. So you uh, guys played the original of this game, both of you, I think. Mario, Mario plus Rabbids, yeah, Sparks it, of Hope. It was on my top ten games of that year. The first one was. I've played it. I own it, but I kind of just fell off of it pretty quick. 
It's, you know, it's in that, that's another kind of a genre that I have a hard time getting into is uh, the turn-based strategy games. And there's what this is. And one one thing actually that does make me feel a little bit better about this one compared to the other one is if you caught it in the direct, you can actually level up your characters now, which you could not do that in the original one. And that was really annoying. So if you get stuck on a level, you just got to keep doing it over and over again until you find out the ultimate strategic way to get through it. Whereas this one, you can grind and get past shit if you get stuck. Nice. And that's what I really thought was missing with the first one. So that that made me a little bit more positive on it this time around. And it's kind of cool that you can kind of like run around and do like a pre-attack on the characters before you do your regular attack and strategy thing. Like, I like that. Like, you can kind of like run and hit a guy and then hide and then run and hit another guy and then hide and then attack all of them and they'll just all get killed. Or like how you can like knock out a bomb and then take the bomb and throw it at other people. There's like more action stuff worked into it, which is cool. Like, uh, that makes me a little more excited about it. And and Bowser is on your team now. So, hooray. He's got a big giant bazooka that you can shoot people with. So, there you go. I wonder if you can wait around, like, two or three months and then eventually get this for, like, $5. Because yeah, Ubisoft no. drops their <laughs> prices. So well, yeah, Ubisoft games do, like, go on sale really quickly. Like, even, uh, what was the one that we both liked that was, like, Breath of the Wild? I can't even remember the name of it. Like, the... Uh, the Phoenix, Gods Among Us. Or Phoenix or Rising or something. The, um whatever it was no. i know what you're talking immortal phoenix rising yeah is that what it was called the the yeah. one that yeah that one like even I, I bought that one not that long after it released and i bought it half off like it was mm-hmm. it went on sale pretty early and that's why i got it you know because i heard it was great and it was like all of a sudden 30 bucks so i'm like yeah okay you know so and i think it's yeah it's one of the few physical games i have because i ordered it from amazon for cheap well they just announced that the ceo's uh, salary was cut by three hundred thousand dollars so even his price goes down i guess because they said that they were not doing so well. Oh, uh, Ubisoft. Yep. Oh, yeah. And well, this uh, this trailer also like led into. I guess there is an Ubisoft presentation tomorrow. I thought all the presentations were done, you know, since there were so many of them in the past two weeks. But apparently, Ubisoft is doing a thing tomorrow, so maybe they'll talk about their losses or whatever. I don't know, whatever that is. But yeah, Mario Plus Rabbits. Does it look any more intriguing to either of you? I mean, Jeremy's right. No. Yeah, it is going to go on sale. So I think the main reason I bought it at the time was uh, we went to Jess and I went to my mom's like lake house in Missouri, and there was no internet there, so I bought it physically so i could play it and i did you didn't have to that was at a time where you didn't need updates and all that to play stuff seems like such a long time ago i'll tell you this next game is pretty exciting to me because it's basically uh bible adventures is back but better <laughs> little noah scion of paradise is that how you yeah say that? yeah it's out today is it a biblical game uh i think it's supposed to allude to noah's ark but it's you know obviously you're a you're this alchemist named noah who mm. crash lands and has to escape or whatever so not exactly an original concept for a game but i do like how they incorporate the 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 noah's ark story into it in a different way okay yeah i saw it i didn't it didn't really stick with me so i didn't i didn't catch that bit about it but i saw that it's only 15 bucks it came out today uh it's it, it's a roguelike also like i did catch that mm-hmm. in the trailer where they were talking about how the every the levels will change every time you play so so i caught that so i was like oh roguelike mm. I don't know. It's another one. I'm not really. It's something I'm. I'm gonna look. It looks cute. Into possibly getting because yeah. it's. It, it looks like my kind of my kind of game. Looks like Bible Adventures. But you can't stack the. You can't stack the animals. Stack the animals on top of your head. The other one. It def- Yeah, it definitely looked. Uh, it looked cute. I guess. 
It's just kind of like, mm. I was kind of interested in rail grade. The next one, it's a sim strategy where you uh, build rail systems to transport cargo. And I would, I'm into this a little bit because um, I noticed that there's a lot of like transportation management games on the switch, starting with urban flow, which I, I like that game. I spoke about that on the show. I think that's really cool. And it's a lot of fun multiplayer too. But then I noticed there's, there's, I'm forgetting the names of them. There's two or three others that are kind of like it. And now there's this one, Rail Grade, which is focused on trains. And I, I thought it looked kind of pretty. It's done by Epic. And so, you know, they got their their money behind it. Could be a, a good game. Uh, I think anybody who's in, into trains, um, you know, I, I had sort of model trains on the mind because my, my dad is really into them. He, he re- retired a couple of uh months almost two years ago now but one of his things now is he goes to like model train a model train club and it's a big get together in in the detroit area they have their own uh their own building i was gonna say they would need some space wouldn't they they have their own building where they just build one gigantic model railroad system and you know it's kind of like he he goes in he works on the railroad for a few hours and other people come in they work on it it's like they're working shifts like these guys who are into model trains and stuff. So I was thinking about do they that. Do, um, do they do all the like landscaping and stuff too? Yep. Yeah. They build the whole thing and then they'll like, you know, they'll have people come in they'll, they'll have moments or, or events where they show it off or they'll bring in like, I think they bring in like boy scouts to, you know, tour the facility that kind of thing. I think you but, can actually learn about how train systems work from that kind of thing. Like, models. Yeah. It can essentially yeah. be a, a training thing. Depending on how the engines are built. But uh, yeah. I was when I saw it, I was thinking about you know like trains and stuff like that's big in Japan. I know that like that one because mm-hmm. there's that sim uh, a train. Don't you have one of those games? No, I don't. I I played the demo, of it, but, but no, I, I don't have that. But there's oh, okay. there's a game called A Train, and you uh you like build a you basically run a train and you manage like Jap- Japanese tourism and stuff like that through like different spots of Japan and all that. That it re- reminded me of that game because like you know there, if you if you look on like the the Japanese directs and stuff, there, a lot of times you see all these uh train managers train driving games like there's a ton of them like they're really huge in japan and maybe that this one reminded me of that of like a, a japanese set you know more focused game because mm. they love that shit they love driving trains like we went to what's that store uh it's in la too i can't remember it um it's a japanese store you can buy like cheap stuff uh, daiso daiso yeah when we were at the yep. daiso in, in tokyo like you could just buy these little these little like a uh, matchbox like uh you know, train cars, like mm. just that they just have there, you know, it's like, here's the bullet train. Here's like the J line. Here's like all these different, you know, it's big there. So it just, uh, it reminded me of that. It reminded me of like that other, the Japanese travel, you know, sim games. Yeah. I've watched some, uh, people stream like the train games. I don't know why just, I just have, because I was interested in it. It does kind of seem like it could be fun. I wanted to, I still want to play that a train. game. Well, we played the demo just, and I played the demo a little bit. But it was kind of it was kind of confusing. But I felt like it had potential. I want one with an actual like uh, custom controller. The what was it? Um, uh, Martin did a did a stream about a, a train piloting game on sixty four like years ago mm-hmm. that I remember watching on Twitch. You know, and he had like had the had the hat and the outfit and all that stuff, and it was it was funny. So yeah, it's it's a whole thing. It's probably EverDrive. Probably got it like through EverDrive or whatever. Yeah. Moving on, RPG time. Legend of Right. This is like the really pretty one that's in the storybook, right? This, this is like so creative. Animated. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's an RPG that I actually want. I want to get this. This is just the visuals. The, the whole idea of it was it's so well thought out and so well executed. It's you're a kid, or no? I guess you're not a kid. You're, but there's a kid who's designing an RPG in his notebook, and you're playing the RPG that he's designing in his notebook. So the view of the game is a notebook on a table, and all these little drawings they pop in, pop out. 
you know, fold out characters uh, like Paper Mario style. And it seems like a game where just anything that this child, his imagination can can conjure, it's, it could happen. So I, I, I'm all about it. I think this is a beautiful looking game. It this ha- is reminding me, wasn't there a game where you were making a game for your brother or something like that? Yeah, John, John played that game. That's what, that's what this made yep. me think yeah. of when I first saw it. A lot it. like that, too. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even put that comparison together, but you're right. Yeah, I was thinking I about that, too. That game was. Also, also, it reminded me of like Comic Zone for Genesis. Comic zone, somewhat yep. with the with the you know with the panels and stuff that get drawn uh-huh. as you do it. Also, not to mention the main character in this is 100% Lodo from uh, Dragon Quest Three. <laughs> if you caught that, like he's got the cape, he's got the sword, he's got the hair. Like it's the same, it's the same character minus like the crown. But yeah, you it, you got the Dragon Quest character in there. It also kind of reminds me of the of like Yoshi Crafted World, where it's like you know where you, it shows the part where the dragon like kicks you away and you see like the straw like stapled to the back of the picture. Like it has that like yep. where it feels that everything is built with something. Like it has that craftedness to it, like the Yoshi game does. And I, I like that. Like that's I like that attention to detail where it looks like it is actual thing that somebody made. And there's these just little extra things that's like that show that it's that it could be created in real life. I like those details, and that had a uh, that has a release date, so it's uh, what is August eighteenth. August eighteenth, so it's a couple weeks, a couple months away from here. So there you go. So I see some things that were coming out this year, like the next one, John's yeah, favorite right game after of this all time. Beautiful creative <laughs> game comes the most like bland looking uh, Sonic Frontiers, the open zone gameplay Ooh! at least we finally we finally get to see what it looks like on switch though yeah and we got to see a little sample of of like more traditional sonic levels but they spent about six seconds on that and then another 60 seconds on the bland overworld that we've told them already for the last four months we don't care to see anymore yeah change how sonic looks it's cool that there's levels that look like actual, you know, Sonic stuff. I mean, you you got your like whatever side thing that kind of looks like a casino or whatever. But yeah, mostly yep. they mostly they show the the grass and all that. But at least you know it doesn't look like complete dog shit on Switch. So there you go. I mean, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, I I hope that the amount of time they're spending on the on the hub world is not indicative of how much time you'll be spending that hub world i hope we get more time in the sonic looking areas the traditional looking areas something more creative than just like bland muddy fields of grass Mm-mm. i don't think they were all that muddy there's just there's just a whole lot of grass everywhere and and fighting the characters don't look that fun i don't like just running around in circles and popping them up and it's just too much to do i guess for like one character for to just kill one enemy yeah holiday 2022 it's still coming out yeah they're not delaying it they're not redesigning it they're like whatever some people like it so hopefully someone will i mean sonic fans are pretty are pretty into stuff even though it sucks right so (laughs) so i don't know i don't know i would like to buy a a 3d sonic platformer again i don't think i've bought one since sonic and the secret rings like 15 years ago or something like that. I'm always open to the idea. I'm always standing there with my money ready to give it to them. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I think the last 3D Sonic that I liked was uh, Sonic Lost Worlds on Wii U. That game was really good. I heard that was cool. And I mentioned it on here that it was on sale for $9.99 way back when. So you could have got that one. That was a good one. It'll probably be on sale again. And I wanted to mention, speaking of like point and click stuff, uh, Zack and Wiki's only $5 on Wii U right now. So if you don't have that game and you want to get it, get it right. on wii u in fact when they months. were showing a uh, uh monkey island the first thing i thought was zach and wiki yeah yeah if, if you don't own that game and you want to get a really great game like five dollars is, is is knocked down from the regular 20 dollar price really of, of, of wii virtual console stuff on wii u so 
That's pretty awesome. Plus, you can get a Resident Evil Wii edition for five bucks too. I think, like uh, for for uh, Wii U also. They had a big like Capcom sale where they're just knocking all their Wii U stuff down. So check that out. What do you guys Wii think about Disney, Disney Gaslight Valley? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was one that I'm like. I just just kind of like just zoned out on this one. Really, it's definitely not for me. You know, I, I like how you put uh, copyright symbols next to all the characters in your description here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure you always wanted to take a selfie with the uh, Ursula. I mean, you can do you could do that. It's in it's in the video. They call it, it a life sim. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, they call it a life sim, where basically you're hanging out with Disney characters, and it's probably going to be free to play. It seems like one of those free to play type games. I don't know. I don't so, care about this. Like outfits and stuff. I mean, speaking yeah. of Disney stuff, I really wish they would have just shown more from that racing game, like the the Disney free to play racing game. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm actually interested in that. Like the one that's that's done by uh, I don't remember. It's it, there was another that other free to play game they made that as the other free to play racer that was really good did the same thing. But yeah, no, I I, w- I was hoping to see more of that. But this one was just like, yeah, you know, it's not for me. It's for kids who like Disney or maybe adults who like Disney. I guess I don't know. But yeah, September 6th, that comes out. Run around and talk to your uh, Disney friends and Pixar. They made sure and included Pixar in there as well. You can have your uh, virtual Disney wedding in the in the game. You can talk to the rock guy, the guy voiced by the rock. Okay, moving on from that. Live Alive on my, on my bingo card at the bottom here. Live Alive info. I got it. So there you go. Uh, it's... It, more stuff on Live Alive. Uh, there's a demo that came out today. We can, I think we might have talked about it briefly, but demo came out today. Uh, you get to play some of the scenarios. I think you get like three of them. You get you get the future one. You get the like feudal Japan one, and I forget what the third one is. Oh, there's the ancient China was the other one. And I, I played the feudal Japan one for a while. The game looks great. Like it looks really gorgeous. You have you have like turn-based battles, but you can kind of move around your character within the turn-based battle. So it is kind of a little strategic, but it's not. I think it's cool. Like you can like if you want to heal, you can walk around walk away from the guy so he can't attack you and then heal. And there's like moves where you can like light the, a certain amount of area on fire and that stuff will stay on fire and continue to damage the guy and yourself at the same time which is pretty cool so you have to like light it and then leave and i was playing the feudal japan one where whenever you press y like it's very much like octopath traveler like octopath like stole from all of this except i'm sure mm-hmm. this is better and has like a, a decent story and all that and hopefully the characters talk to each other whenever they meet each other but uh you know with the with the y button you can use different different uh, moves for each character and the character that i played with uh has like this shadow ninja move and it's funny because you just you just hold up like a you just basically hold up a cloth that like shows the same thing as the background so it's like kind of like your uh your invisibility cloak or whatever and it's mm-hmm. and you can e- even kind of see the end where it's sort of like curling over so you can tell that you're just behind a sheet and, it, and it's really it's just really charming like that and it looks it looks great like i said the soundtrack yoko shumimura is really good too uh, she was on the the treehouse thing that they did where they played through the different ones, and the not so distant future had like a big robot character in there and a really cool anime like intro song and all that stuff. And yeah, I was already ready to play. I was already excited to play this, but I'm glad that you can play the demo now and it carries into the regular game. So you basically get to play. It's basically like owning the game. You get to try some parts of it, and you don't have to play them again later. That's great. Yeah, and it's coming out on the 22nd. And yeah, definitely buying this. Everybody check it out. Yeah, I think you'll be into it. It looks really. I got the demo. Very, looks very I pretty. Had a chance to try it yet, but it's. A, I'm going to try it today. I played about 25 minutes of it. Just wanted to get it in real quick before we before we did this, but I was really enjoying all the time that I had with it. I was playing it. I had the direct on in the background on my tablet, just kind of doing both, just reminding myself of the direct and playing live alive. Just living your life alive. 
yeah, it was great. It's so yeah, it's one of those uh, I want to I want to play it with Jess because I think they would like it also. But it looks it looks real nice. It's got a great soundtrack. And then after that, Do Do Raimon. I always thought it was Do Raimon, but Do Raimon Story of Seasons: Friends of the Great Kingdom. This is a game that came out in Japan like a long time ago. Like I remember hearing about it, but it's it's basically Do Ra- it's it's Do Raimon meets Harvest Moon, I believe. Mm-hmm. So if you're into that big cat looking character, which is basically like Mickey Mouse and Japan, except probably owns less stuff. You could do that. I I heard the game was good, you know, as far as like Harvest Moon fans go. So yeah, wasn't the previous Harvest Moon game. It was Harvest Moon Story of Seasons. Yeah. Well, Harvest Moon became like Story of Seasons, right? Because they kind of split between like Rune Uh, Factory and and Story of Seasons and they started renaming them and all that because I thought it was the the two whatever developers like went different ways. They just wanted to confuse it even more so they threw Doraemon in there. Well, I mean, the Doraemon is like a big, uh, it's huge in Japan, so. Right. Doraemon. It's fulfilling everyone's dreams of farming turnips with the big cat guy. Yep. That's right. Screw you, Garfield. It's Doraemon. (laughs) Maybe if Garfield would let me grow lasagna plants I might allow it. <laughs> if garfield was popular here at all aside from you jeremy <laughs> garfield's coming back in a big way all right <laughs> sure what about minecraft legends you're the minecraft don't person don't care don't care it looks like it basically looks like they're trying to trying to pull a uh, dragon quest builders here with uh minecraft legends is what i got from it i think it's more like worlds that are already built you're just doing stuff in them. So they're just using the same graphics to make a different game. Oh, really? That's kind of what I got to feel. Because there was that other Minecraft adventure game that was... Story mode? Like, yeah. Oh, Story but, mode. But was. that was a Telltale game. So that was completely different. Story mode well, no, there was, was a, was a there point was another click. one that was like a, a dungeon crawler. Oh, Minecraft Dungeons? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you saying don't care because you are over Minecraft? Or don't care because this particular genre doesn't look good to you? It's definitely the genre thing because I do like Minecraft still. It's it always pop, you know pops back into the for- forefront of my mind every year or two, and I want to play some of it. So I like it. I mean, aren't they going to make like a Minecraft two someday or something like that? Or are they just expanding, yeah? They're bringing Notch on back the regular on one. Well, not <laughs> not <laughs> that. Well, you know, I mean, Microsoft invested a lot into it, so they're going to keep it going. Yeah, but they're not going to make like a Fortnite two. You know, it's just it's a platform into it. Unto itself, so it's keep evolving. Yeah, yeah. Keep I mean, they keep adding more stuff to it. Like they just added new biomes and stuff recently, so mm. it's still being developed upon. This, uh, I was pretty happy on this next one because I called it on my on my bingo card. Well, just because I knew that it was announced that it was coming to America. But Dragon Quest Treasures uh-huh. was, was on and my bingo right. card. Did you call the treasures specifically, or just a Dragon Quest? No, I called Dragon Quest Treasures there you go. specifically Thanks. because I heard because because we watched the direct, the Japanese one. It was on there. It was originally shown there. Okay. Later, I read that it was getting localized, but then I didn't. There was no anybody else to put it on there, but I called it. It's actually right. It's it's on my line that is pretty much a bingo if we count two other directs inside of this. If we count E3 information in general, it's a bingo. <laughs> it's a bingo line <laughs> right there. Dragon Quest Treasures Info. I, I couldn't really, I mean, I can't really tell exactly what you do in it, but I don't care. It's a Dragon Quest game. I will buy it. It's got characters from Dragon Quest XI in it, even better, which I really enjoyed. Eric and his sister. It's, yeah. uh, it looks great. It looks. I mean, it looks like that same art style. I like that you can collect. Uh, you, you can collect monsters to uh, to fight with you, which is cool. It's, it's I guess kind of like the uh, the old like Dragon Quest Pokemon style games, the Dragon Quest monster stuff. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like the way it looks. I, I saw that you could get. You can collect the Dragon Lord. So that was cool. <laughs> Dra- can collect the Dragon Lord and sell it for five million dollars, five million G's. I'm all about it, and it's coming out this year, December. 
So that's a, that's a holiday game for me, for sure. Does it intrigue you at all, Jeremy, to return to that Dragon Quest Eleven world? A little bit. Um, is it a simultaneous release for all platforms? Because then I definitely want to check it out. I think so. I, th- I, I mean, I, I don't know, like, what... Uh, I don't know. I, this is this is like the only this is like the most info I've seen of it, like with a release date and stuff. And is it an action RPG? I think it so. Like it. I didn't see any turn based in there. I would guess that it's not coming out on other systems earlier. There was a couple of them that uh, that said console exclusive debut or something to that effect. Yeah, on this direct, I wouldn't say necessarily that this is a console exclusive or like basically a timed exclusive. Yeah, but I don't think that it's that it's coming out any you know anytime anytime sooner than anything else i'm intrigued by the gameplay if it uh is a well first it looked like an action rpg and then the focus on treasures like like what's that about is there a little bit of like crafting involved or or what probably if it's not if it's not a straight dragon quest it's kind of hard to get away from crafting game. crafting yeah. and everything now but, but uh you know eric eric and his sister they were like uh you know they're like thieves treasure hunters or whatever as, as I believe is what yeah. they were in Dragon Quest Eleven, so I just really want to return to that world. So cool. I'll keep my eye open, and maybe this is my end to Dragon Quest if it's not a plain RPG. Yeah, I'm really interested in it. See what it is. So that that's a definite for me for sure. You should play Rocket Slime. That's what got me into Dragon Quest. I played Rocket Slime. Well, I'm told John he should play it. Yeah. What's that like? I mean, it's a D. I mean, it's like a DS game. He doesn't have a DS. It's fun. It's just uh, you're just a cute little slime going around and. Basically, what you're like recruiting people to help you out fight with your giant cannon. What what I remember is you like you like you move around inside of a giant mech, right? And you take stuff and throw it yeah. into into the furnace for it to fight another mech. That's what I remember from playing that game, and I beat it. I played it all the way through the first one. So that's what I remember. But it was a long time. I haven't played it for like 15 years or something. My my into Dragon Quest was playing Dragon Warrior, which I got for free from Nintendo Power. I went back and played that game all the way through. So that was my... I was like, I have the first one. I can start there. And then, then, then that's what I did. And I played all of them, except for 6. I still, Well, I played a little bit of 6, but not all the way through. I guess I never beat 9, but I did play a lot of 9. And I can't play 10, because it's only in Japanese. But uh, yeah, Fire Emblem Warriors, Three Hopes. There's a montage. They show... Uh, I mean, that's another bingo spot for me, because I have Fire Emblem Heroes right here, that they would say something about it. And even though it's already yeah. out, that showed up in the montage. So there's like one like first-party thing there. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's Kawaii Tecmo, so that's why they put that in there. Then yeah, yeah, I thought but, that but at first, Nintendo... too. I was like, oh, they put a first-party thing. I forgot, it's Kawaii. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, but it's their... Whatever, it's their character. Right. Uh, no Man's Sky no looks Man's good. Sky. I've, ne- I've never yeah. like really watched anybody play it or anything like that, but I thought it looked good in the direct. Like I th- It looked neat. Like It looked like something I might want to try. I don't know, even though it sounds like really big and too like i don't know it's expensive it, it, it seems like a little bit too much like a little like a little like uh i'm like i don't know do i want to try to get into this like I don't, i'm interested i keep hearing ian from the cu podcast talk about how much he likes it uh it's coming out october 7th right around my birthday so maybe i could get that for myself for my birthday and play some no man's sky it, uh, it, it comes out like the day after near automata so uh yeah i'm getting near <laughs> so sorry sorry no man's guy it should have been a far automata from it should should have been like a, yeah it should have been far and not near depends on how maybe you could get both of them but it, it seems it seems kind of a little like uh yeah a little too big maybe i don't know i've heard so much bad things about it well i, I know it's changed a lot. there was yeah there's a lot of bad stuff at the beginning it was it had a pretty famously disastrous launch but also but one of the like best patch games too yeah. yeah also also don't forget that the switch version won't have multiplayer they, they did say that it will only be single player for a time so any any sort of multiplayer stuff if you're planning on doing that that may not be out for 
could be another year. I don't know. They didn't make it sound like it was any sort of immediate release. They're just giving you the single-player version, which doesn't matter to me because I don't care about online. But, you know, some people might. Plague Tale Requiem is the next one. Cloud version. There's a cloud game. Another one for me I on the bingo. Gather, I couldn't gather cloud anything game. about this game. I, I don't really understand what it is. It's like an action game. It looked kind of drab and dreary, you know, third-person action game. It's already, uh, there already is, Plague, Plague Tale already exists on the Switch. Like, this is a sequel to to the game that already came out as a cloud version. The only yeah. thing I know is that it's really pretty, and that's all people really talk about it, is that it looks great. But yeah, I don't really know, I don't really know what it is either. Maybe action e walking simulator or something? I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think it needed a bigger spot in this direct, because it just doesn't, there's nothing distinct about it to me. It did look kind of pretty, but I don't know what it is. Well, it's, it's already, like I said, the first one's already out, and you can, like, download it and play like the first whatever 10 minutes before they kick you out because it's a cloud mm. game so you can kind of like try that one i guess but this is a sequel to that so whatever also on the i don't know what it is list it's captain velvet meteor the jump plus dimensions that's a word salad title if i ever heard one <laughs> it, i mean it, it, it kind of looks like mario plus rabbits actually yeah it's an isometric it right strategy i think yeah it, it looks yeah. well the way he's like moving around the world reminds me of like the way you would move in that game so right that's what I got. From the view it. kind of is like, you know, Diablo or, or something like that. Little small, small characters moving around on a, a, a board game like uh, setting. I don't know. I don't care about that. But one that I do care about. I already bought it, actually. Me too. I bought, I, I bought it as collection. well. I bought the Portal Companion Edition as well. What a I, deal. I bought both of those. 20 two. bucks for two games. It's 20 for both? 20, for 20 both. bucks. Yeah, I thought that's maybe it would really be 25. Deal. 25, I would have been like, I, I still would have done it. But I think like it's a gift to us that they gave it to us for 20 i mean ten dollars for each portal game and by the way it's cool it's just like the the grand theft auto collection where each game is separate they're separate games yeah, yeah i like that and and it's a it's a 10 but you can't buy them separately you have to buy them together mm, but uh, right. it's it's a 10 gig download which might be kind of large for depending on how much space you have left on your switch well, Gladys is pretty intelligent, so that takes up a lot. I had to delete some stuff to get it on there, but I, but I did buy it, and I hope to play it. I've never played the first one, so I never played, never played Port- the first one. Never okay. played Portal One, but I played all of Portal Two. I never played Portal Two, so I have the exact opposite experience. So that seems like a segment for next week. I've played both of them, and I've played all the multiplayer, and I played the. Oh yeah, the multiplayer is really fun too. Can you do I online the on there? Indie game that was that that this was all based on. Yeah, called Narbacular Drop. Way yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, we we talked about that. This 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 has online multiplayer too, then, right? It must. Ooh, we it should because I never the, I never played all the way the through the the, the co-op multiplayer. multiplayer. Co-op. Awesome. Are you gonna pick it up too, Jeremy? I think I will. I already, it, I already got it. Is it uh, how many people can play multiplayer? It's only it's only two player. Just two. Okay. So yeah, yeah, I forgot about I forgot about that because uh, yeah, the multiplayer is a whole other game that's different than the single player because that's you're cool. using four portals, so it changes the puzzles. Yeah, it makes it even oh yeah, even more interesting. And yeah, we and I played it a little bit with my roommate Brandon. We we played we played through a few levels, but we never fully beat it. But it was a lot of fun. I bought Portal Two on my Mac, which was uh, a little long in the tooth at the moment that I got it and it just didn't handle it well but I so loved Portal 1 that I and that was my only means to play that game was on that old MacBook so I would suffer through I can't play it on the new one either right <laughs> cuz uh, true cuz of the way they whatever their bizarre ass system is for not running anything I, I can play stuff. it on my Switch so I'm really excited to play this in fact that's all I'm going to do for the rest of the day after this podcast on uh according on the on the eShop it says right here uh 
two-player online. So confirmed. Nice. Great. So you can do online multiplayer. So there you go. We got to do that before the next episode. Online and local. Impressions. Yeah. Too b- I mean, our time schedules are all like out of whack. That's why we never play. Online yeah, we still haven't played Turtles together. Yeah. That's crazy. So yeah, Portal Companion Edition. I bought it today because I was. Oh, that was also on my card too. Portal One and Two, right next to Dragon Quest Treasures, right next to each other. Nice. So there you go. The next one, actually, I'm really excited about. Yeah, Har- this Har- is interesting. Harvestella. It, it kind of looks like a uh, Square Enix was like putting the you know putting the knife in the back of Rune Factory here. Is what is what I got from this game. It's like, well, Rune Factory Five didn't real well, didn't run well, but how about Harvestella? It's like kind of the same thing where we got the we got the farming and the fighting, but this game looks way better and it looks like it runs so much better than Rune Factory did. It, I don't know. That, that really that really felt like uh, they're just like, haha, fuck you, Rune Factory. We'll make a better game. That's that's, that's what mm-hmm. I got from Harvestella, but I, I thought it looked really pretty, and I like the idea there... of the world like affecting your crops and how you have a reason to go out and fight shit and make it better and all that. So, are there two farming games in this uh, direct, or was there yes. another one? I guess there's just yeah, two. There, there's two. So... I mean, there's still Raimon and Harvestella. Right. I think you could f- farm in No Man's Sky. I think you can. I think you can farm in the fucking Disney game too. Wow. In the farming one, renaissance. In, in the one with... You can the, farm in the train game. Maybe. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can farm in, uh, in fucking whatever it was called, Disney Dreamlight Valley. I mean, Valley's even in there. It's even in the name. Mm-hmm. You could farm it. No, I thought I thought this game looked awesome. Like, it was... I was like, oh, I'll buy, I'll buy that. It's a November release. And I kept saying, like, you know, I want to play I want to play a Rune Factory 5 before the end of the year, you know, to see, like, how it is. But then this game came out, and I'm like, fuck Rune Factory 5. <laughs> I want to play this game. This game looks so much better. And apparently that game doesn't run well. So, you know, that's I was just like, yeah, nice. I thought the name sounded like a vegan vampire harvestilla. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really cool. Is I like the name I like, of the town or something. I'm, I'm intrigued by the name too. Isn't quiet? Isn't quiet? It's like, like the kaiju god of the of harvesting. <laughs> so there's like a there's like a storm that like a, that will like dry up your crops and like affect affect everything called quietus and i thought quietus was something that existed in the final fantasy games like that that term seems really familiar to me i don't know Ooh, what it's from maybe crossover maybe one of the listeners i mean it's a square game so i mean wouldn't wouldn't put it past them to reference it but if anybody uh knows what the quietus is or if it is from another game let us know whisper it to us yeah <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I thought it looked really neat. I thought the characters looked really good. I thought the worlds looked great. I thought it looked like it ran better. The combat looks a lot better than Rune Factory. And you can and you can uh, you can water your crops with your sword. So who who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> then you can take a post quietus lap nap. <laughs> <laughs> quietus, yeah. I thought it looked great. Yeah, crafting, of course, cooking, all that shit. I am intrigued with Harvestella, but not as intrigued as I am at the final. One more thing. When it got to almost the end of this direct i was like oh man where's my where's my thing at where where's where's my announcement at like uh they should have said three more things start i'm starting to get worried well no they but they did like the one more thing but then one more thing on top of that they did the double one more thing and i'm not mad about that i was trying to see if my joker amiibo's over here but i think he's out i think he's out in the other room so i can't grab him but yeah finally finally we can play persona god damn finally we get persona on, on, on nintendo switch but when we don't know. I was I was hoping that they were just going to be like Persona Three today. Get it, and I'd be like, yes, I will do that. But it didn't. It didn't happen. It's coming soon for Persona Three Portable, which is the which is the PlayStation Portable version of the game. Um, also, Persona Four Golden, which was the only reason I ever wanted to buy a Vita, was to play Persona Four Golden. Now I don't have to. 
So you, you're Vita lovers. You were always wrong. The Switch is better than Vita because they have all the games and then some on there. So yeah, Persona 4 Golden, you can play that on Vita. You can play it on Switch now. You don't need a Vita. Fuck Vita. And also you can play uh, Persona 5 Royal finally on Switch. That comes out October 21st. I held the candle for Persona 5 on Switch for so long and it finally happened. I knew it was coming. Just didn't know when. But here it is finally. Persona 5. I know you already have Persona 5, Jeremy. Would you, uh, are you interested in trying to get into the Persona world? I think you should, because I think they're great no. games. You should. Not at the moment. Because I know you have 5 already. I have 5. I bought 5 for PlayStation 4, because it was on sale for like 10 bucks, and I played a good yeah. amount of it. But I always wanted to play it on Switch, because it would be much easier to play on Switch. And these games are really long, so it helps to be able to play them in handheld, because they're fucking 100-hour-plus games, but I don't care. I've never played Persona 3, and I always wanted to. In Persona 3, it, in order to summon your, like, your, your god thing that you use to fight, you shoot yourself in the head with a gun. That's how extreme that game was when it came out, and it's still, uh, it's still going. People still like it. They actually removed the version of it, the PlayStation Portable version, from the PlayStation Store, so you can't even get that one anymore. If you want to get it, you have to get it on Xbox or PlayStation or switch or whatever but at least we know that they're all coming out at the same time even though the xbox is getting free ones but who owns one of those i don't know nobody but yeah that was the direct what did everybody think is it worth the wait uh seems fine uh i would have liked first party stuff but we're gonna get what we're gonna get for now and it was a solid direct and it really hyped us up more for monster hunter which is coming out so fucking soon a couple days from now yeah Mm. Yeah. already bought it and uh it it it's it's been a good year for the switch so far and i guess next year will be good too well so yeah because half of this because mm. half of this yeah. direct was, less, was, <laughs> was next year so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so they're continuing to make games for it into the next year i'm happy with portal alone just having that drop today i, I love that yeah. Yeah, that's a great surprise drop and then also there's a couple others that were uh, interesting uh, a must buy for me is return to monkey island i think that game again looks fantastic looks beautiful and it's part of a genre that i really love and gravitate toward blanc uh that's another one that i'm gonna get the puzzle story one with the fawn and the wolf cub together looks very very good other than that there's couples that you know are not for me but i'm glad that people are getting persona i'm glad that people are getting a new dragon quest uh spinoff game near 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 yep I do feel kind of like behind the times here that I'm excited that games that came out like six years ago or whatever are finally coming to Switch, but it's just the playability of Switch is what it is, you know, like, Mm -hmm. especially these long games, like, it's just so much easier to play it on Switch than anything else, because, you know, Switch can go with me whenever I travel, like, I can play it in, like, I have three fucking docks in the apartment here, and three different, all of our TVs have Switch docks on it, I can play them anywhere, you know, it's so much easier than trying to play it on the PlayStation 4 or whatever, which takes some time to even start up and trying to get downloaded on it or whatever, just this is just a much easier way for me to play these things and i'm fine with doing that for i mean i never bought near i never bought these specific versions of persona i have persona 4 i have persona 5 but don't have the golden or the royal versions of them so i'm fine with rebuying them i mean hopefully they don't release at 60 dollars each i'd be a little mad i'll still get them but i'll be a little mad about that if that's what they come out for and same with like near if near ends up being like $60 $60 or something, which I don't think they'd be that bad. It'd be great if it was 20 bucks for all of them, but you never know. It might still be like 40 And there are going to be a whole bunch of like new costumes and shit for the Nintendo one, I guess, that aren't for anything else, so there you go. And like I said, since it's a platinum game, maybe it'll run good as a as a port 
yeah, the PlayStation 4 game. It looks pretty good from what I saw. But I think my number one release is definitely Pac-Man World Repack. Uh, that's the one that ah, I'm getting on. Up. <laughs> yeah, the getting one you've been clamoring for for years. Yeah. No, they, they've really just, uh, you know, they've been, uh, they made me want it after I got uh, Pac-Man Museum. I, I think that. there's a lot of love for 3D platformers of that era now because those people who grew up with them who were five at that time now they're in their mid 20s or early 30s and they think they're good and they will forever say they're good even though they aren't (laughs) it's the world it's it yeah it'll come back around even though i don't know of anybody who's fighting for the 3d pac-man games like who is this person like i want i want to i want to talk to them like who is this person that's like 3d pac-man games are the best they are the best 3d platform like nobody says that nobody fights for those games I don't. I, I thought it was. I thought it was great. It was like there was there was enough stuff that I expected, and enough like stuff I didn't really know about. And I think that this does a good job of clearing the table for the first party direct that I believe will come within the next two weeks, which will come in the next two months. Within I guarantee the there'll be a new Nintendo Direct sometime in the next two years. I think we'll have one before the year ends. Let's let's say that. Like That's I do think, good. well, a, a full-on first-party one because you know we're going to get a Splatoon three focus direct before that comes out, mm-hmm. and there'll be a Splatoon three global test fire also along with that. Yeah, of course, when does Splatoon come out? July, August, right? I think. I don't know. Well, because uh, Xenoblade is is they they flipped them, they changed them because Xenoblade was supposed to come out later, and uh, Splatoon was supposed to come out in July, and they flipped them. So okay. I think I think uh, I think I thought it was coming out in like August or September is what I thought was. Uh, with Splatoon 3 and Xeno's at the end of uh, July, which we're right around the corner from. But this is my uh, this is my bingo that I got from this card. If you count two things, and you know one, uh, you know friend of the show slash listener Jesse, who's a patron again now, thank you for that. Uh, he t- texted me about our about our uh, show and said that that I deserve to get those bingo spots that I got for the other E Zero stuff. So just saying, listener there fighting for my honor here. No, uh, this is this is my this is my spot. Uh, I have Dragon Quest Treasures info, Portal One and Two release date, Xenoblade Chronicles info. That was the Xenoblade Chronicles direct that came out last week. Fire Emblem Heroes they announced that Shredder's Revenge release date, which was part of the Summer Games one, but it was still within the E zero. So I think asterisk. I got a bingo here. I think though previously we never opened up in a in a traditional e3 season we never opened up the bingo cards to things outside of the direct i think in the spirit of previous bingo cards that we would only count the nintendo direct stuff i'll give you xenoblade chronicles being its own direct i mean that is a nintendo direct though yeah Yeah. and it's weird that shredder's revenge didn't show up in the montage at the end there but they don't need to that game's selling gangbusters. They don't need to put anything great, yeah, in there. People fine. are already fucking jizzing all over that thing. So it's so it's fine. Which are if you are, stop doing that. It voids your warranty. <laughs> and it makes the pizza inedible. <laughs> well, some people might eat it. But as far as like ones that I got that are in this direct, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I got seven spots for my for my bingo card. What do you, what do you got? Did I got get, nothing. Did you guys get anything? Because both of yours were very Nintendo centric. I need to find yep. where mine is. It's on. It's on one of these uh, outlines because you put it. It's if you go back a couple weeks. I had a couple of third parties games that I, I mentioned on that uh, bingo card, which did not materialize. So I mentioned Crazy Taxi, Shenmue, NBA Jam, Jet Set Radio. Yeah, uh, some of my long shots. Mr. Gimmick, obviously, was not called out, disappointingly. Batman Arkham Collection. I, I'm surprised that one wasn't 
on here somewhere because that was i mean maybe that rumor heavily, doesn't exist or it never i don't know but i'm also surprised about crazy taxi and jet set radio because that there was very strong evidence that sega was doing something with both those franchises maybe there'll be a separate sega direct yep. something uh interesting thing i found out while i was making the uh, top four video game composers uh yuzo koshiro also did the soundtrack to shenmue so oh okay that guy's badass that's something i didn't know i love that soundtrack i think about it yeah for the past twenty years, something from that soundtrack. Will he was pop a big. I mean, he was a big Sega guy. He did. He did the uh, the Shinobi games also, the soundtracks mm. for those. So I mean, I think that's where a lot of it started. He even did the soundtrack for an eight bit Sonic game as well. But yeah, no, I was just kind of looking through credits for him, and yeah, I ended up including a song from Shenmue in there because I didn't know that he was on that. But not to mention like Streets of Rage and Shinobi and a bunch of other shit. So I don't think I got anything. Oh wait, music game announcement kind of <laughs> there was one from uh <laughs> from the whatever from one of those many other directs that happened there's one in there i don't think there was a music game in this one per se nope i don't think so all right so i so i win this this bingo round yeah sure until whatever. until the other one until whatever the whatever the next one is our bet john says two weeks i say two months i say definitely by the end of the year and i'm not talking about the splatoon 3 one i'm talking about one that's mm-hmm. just a broad full scale first, first person direct. one We'll get one. Yeah, they'll the do the something year. holiday related. So I'm thinking July or August. Is, there's got to be something. I said two weeks because I believe in the past they've done this before, where they have partner direct to clear the table and you know give them the, the spotlight for a bit, and then two weeks later they gave a, a full Nintendo direct. I believe that's happened once, if not twice. It probably has. And, and actually, I like this partner direct much better than the other ones because some of the other ones were just like two games and they were like five minutes or something like this. Yeah, this was not a mini. They can they can take that mini. This is a 26-minute direct. Yeah, this is a regular direct. It's not a mini. Is it a mini because it's not 45 minutes? Is that? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think we've covered uh, this direct enough. Why don't we take a break and then we'll come back and talk about news and stuff we played and all that. Sure. <laughs> Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Domain. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! back from the break let's do what we do every episode and talk about games we've been playing and games that we bought for the week i've mostly been playing uh capcom uh fighting collection of course which uh has a total of 10 games in there so it's not really like a i'm only been playing that type of thing it's got a bunch of stuff in it I, i did actually when i was editing last week's episode i did play uh shredder's revenge arcade mode while I was editing, just because it's, you know, it's a mindless thing, and I can kind of just throw mm-hmm. something on there, just to distract myself. And uh, I got to tool around in the arcade mode. The arcade mode, uh, you can't you can't level anything up. Um, you start with, like, what, you get, like, four lives, and you can gain, you can, like, get extra lives through, like, points and stuff, so you can, like, get, yep. get lives back. Uh, you get five credits total, five continues, and then after that, it's game over. I got to, like, the 13th level, and then I, before I ran out of credits completely and got a game over, so I did try to play it all the way through. Wow. You still have the taunt to, to recharge your yeah, you can. special. You can do yeah. that, yeah, which I don't, I mean, I tried doing it, and yeah, of course you can do it, you know, you, you guys are right, because I didn't know, but, uh, I don't know. I don't really. I don't really do it that much. Like it, it kind of breaks the pacing for me. Like I don't like like where I kill everybody and then I do the taunt thing and then I go to the next level. I just want to run to the next thing and just hit more people. Like that's kind of what what I'm doing. I did it occasionally. I tried to do it for some of the bosses, but it's harder than you think because you you know if you get hit you you lose it and you got to do it again. But right. I don't know. It's a. I was playing single player though, and uh, yeah, I was just like, oh, I was like, well, this is just a thing that I haven't done yet. Also, I found that other frog guy. I guess I didn't find all three of the frogs. That's why I couldn't find them. Oh, okay. But it's a but it's like weird. It was with all the levels it was hard for me to tell that there was one thing that I missed in one level. So then I got the frogs, I gave them the insects, whatever, you know. I did that and then I was kinda like, Well, I don't know what else to do, so I'll just try the arcade mode. So I did. And it is fun for what it is, just because you can't really upgrade your character and you can't like you can't stack your specials and all that. You only get one and Yeah. Well, but you, but you can do, like, the stuff, like, some stuff you have to earn where you can do, like, the, the jump special or, like, the dodge special. Like, you can do those, which you have to unlock through uh, through gaining levels and all that. You can do that automatically in the arcade mode. But it would be, like, mm-hmm. the way you would want to do it is just, like, obviously just get online and have people join you and be much easier. But I just wanted to just try it out, you know. Obviously, I, I can't do online. arcade mode, too, yeah. I can't do online because I'm editing. You know, I have to be able to pause it at any time. But it was fun to fuck around. Uh, I played as uh, I played as Splinter. Or no, no, I didn't play Splinter. I played as a, I played as Leonardo, as I never actually played with Leonardo. And Leonardo has a cool move where like you double jump and you do like a spinning sword thing, and that's a cool move to do. I was having fun with mm-hmm. that. So, so there you go. So I played it a little bit, but mostly, uh, 
I, I, I just kept playing it because even though Capcom Fighting Collection had already come out, I wanted to just get all the way through the arcade because I don't know if you can just stop and restart through it. I wanted to just play it all out until I ran into credits. But once I was done with that, I jumped to Capcom Fighting, the, the Fighting Collection, of course, because I wanted to play all the games on there. Like I said, there's 10 games on there. It's 40 bucks, so it's like $4 per game. And since I bought it early, since I pre-ordered it, I ended up getting two free arcade games for the Capcom Arcade Sweet. Collection 2. So I get uh, Sun Sun and Three Wonders, which I don't know what those games are, but I'll play them whenever it comes out, which is not out yet. But it's coming out like next month, like, I think, or something. It's in the it's in like the five e-shop. games. You got Sun, you got Sun, and you got Three Wonders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two Suns, Three Wonders, five games. Now, yeah, and I'll be interested to try them out. I, I did notice like in the background... Of one of the levels in the Puzzle Fighter says Sun Sun on the wall. For, so, I don't know. Maybe this is a reference. It's cool that they're giving you extra shit for pre-ordering. You know, whatever. Oh, yeah. And since I pre-ordered uh, Monster Hunter, I got all the different costumes for the dog and cat and all that stuff. But uh, I, I beat a couple of them. I beat Puzzle Fighter. Uh, Puzzle Fighter was a game. First time I ever played it was with Jeremy in Kentucky with Brian Warren. Yeah. He owns a he owns a Japanese toy shop now in Chicago. But, uh, yeah, that was the first time I ever played it. And ever since we played it, I've always wanted to have a Puzzle Fighter game. And I never got one. And this is the first time I finally got one. Like, I don't know, fucking 15 years later or whatever. Or probably even longer than that. Yeah, I was be 20 years later. Too. I, I remember seeing it. a review for it on the Sega Saturn in Game Bro. And I thought, oh, that's cool. They got these like cutesy looking Street Fighter characters in a puzzle game. And I was wondering, how does that work? Is it really just, I mean, is there anything to the, does it add anything to the gameplay to have the characters? They're fighting each other. Is that more just like window dressing decoration, something to look at while you're playing this puzzle game? I mean, it's more, it's it's just like explaining as to why the Street Fighter people are there, I guess, because, you know, like something like Tetris Attack or Puyo Puyo or whatever, when you do, you know, when you do a move, you will send like garbage to the other player. You do the same mm-hmm. thing in this. But when you send garbage to the other player, your character will animate a move that you would do in Street Fighter, and you'll like attack them physically, but you don't control them or anything aside from the from the uh, blocks. Got it. Yeah. Um, so one cool thing about Puzzle Fighter is that each character has their own attack, a kind of a pattern of blocks that they will draw. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there's uh, two unlockable characters. There's a uh, Akuma and uh, Dan, and Dan's move is all one color which is funny because they're make because dan is like the shitty character from uh mm-hmm. from the street fighter games so his his, his like attack is all red so it kind of just like sends a you know sends like a better thing but akuma's stuff is random is always random like none of it is any it will always randomly send a color and you have to do that too when you fight when you fight against him in the arcade i actually did watch some like how-to tutorial stuff because i was getting my ass handed to me in it but i didn't end up beating the game but the game does kind of remind me of puyo puyo where you have to kind of like stack it to get like combos and stuff like that but it seems to be a little bit easier than puyo puyo because i just could not get into puyo puyo because i just i just can't think that far enough ahead i guess to like stage out all the combos as well as i could for like tetris attack and stuff like that but this one i feel like i kind of got my mind wrapped around it's just you kind of play it play it like tetris you try to build the colors as big as you can and hopefully don't get attacked a whole bunch of times while you're doing that because if they attack you right off the bat you can die like right there so so you have to like build them big but also like take them away but be able to like kind of like stay in it and you can it's the same thing as tetris attack like you can send them a bunch of garbage and they'll turn the garbage around and like send it right back to you and you'll get your ass kicked so 
So there's a lot of strategy in it in that, but I really enjoy playing it, and I I think the forty dollars in itself was worth getting Puzzle Fighter because that was a that was just a thing that I never had that I always wanted to play, and now I have it finally, and I can just throw it on and just fuck around with it. And yeah, each of the characters all have different patterns. It's weird because it's actually a mixture of characters from Street Fighter and characters from Dark Star Dark Stalker because there's actually three Dark Stalker characters in the game with the Street Fighter characters. So you have like uh so you have like Morrigan in there, you have the Cat Lady, and you also have like Donovan which is a character from the second Darkstalkers game. So they've been bringing everybody in there. What's the other game that's kind of like, I know there's another chibi-style game in there too, right? Yeah, there's like the a one. Gem Fighters or something. I haven't played that one yet. But it, but you basically play with the with the characters the way they look in a Puzzle Fighter, and you fight the other character and gems fall off of them and you collect them. I don't know. I haven't touched that what one. What I yet. heard from a review is that it's a little bit like a proto Smash Brothers and that you have items thrown into the mix with this fighting game. Sure. It's it's my, uh, I mean, it was the one I was least excited about, so I haven't played it yet. It's just kind of low on my list. The big the big ones for me, were the first ones that I jumped into was uh, Super Puzzle Fighter and Red Earth. Red Earth is the, like, fighting game RPG type game, which is really cool. And and mm-hmm. if, when you play Red Earth, you can see where, like, effects from, like, Marvel vs. Capcom 1 and 2 came from later. Because you fight, like, really big, you fight really big bad guys that are bigger than you, and you can, like, do, like, a double jump, and then the and the camera goes back, and it zooms out, and shows, like, the whole level, which is what they do, like, later in the Marvel vs. Capcom, where you fight, like, the giant symbiote and all that at the end of the game. Hmm. And it's a, and, and it's cool, and, and, you know, it's a great game to play on a big TV, you know, on my, on, on the big 4K TV, because I remember doing this at my mom's house with Jeremy, where, like, you know, she had a big TV at the time, you know, it was a big tube TV, and Jeremy was like, let's play fighting games, because the sprites will be so big. And then, yeah, they're huge, gigantic when you play it on a big TV and it's cool, especially something for like Red Earth where the characters are already really big and they're supposed to be really massive. And it's like, yeah, it's cool. And there's multiple endings for each character. Uh, There's like a password system that you have to write down and you can put in and you can start your character from whatever level you were if you want to like start again. And I think you unlock different costumes as well from doing that because I beat it with one character and at the end it showed that I could get a different costume if I started again with the password. But me being an idiot, I didn't write down my password so I couldn't start from there. I thought maybe the game would just let me just continue because I already beat it, but no, you have to write down your password. Does the game have save states? I think I heard that. It does, yeah. Oh, that's interesting too because you have one save state that is saved across all ten of the games. So, So you can't, you can only save once. You can do one quick save for yeah, everything. That's kind of lame. Which is kind of annoying. So I don't know. But I, but I guess, I don't know, they're arcade games. Whatever. So that's, as far as I could tell, I tried doing quick saves for everything, and it's like, you'll delete this other one if you do that. But but if you write down your passwords, you'll have all your characters in there. But yeah, there's, there's like, a, there's different decisions you can make at the end that will give you different endings for whatever characters. So that's, so that's cool. But yeah, no, Red Earth looks really nice. Like, it's really fun to play. You unlock moves and, and like, uh, stat boosts and stuff as you, as you level up, like, on everything. You can collect, like, when you hit a character, like, gems will fall off of them, and you collect the gems, and, and they give you experience boosts and stuff like that. And you can, you know, you can level up while you're doing it. There's also, like, a, there's bonus levels, like, a la, you know, destroying the car in Street Fighter, but you do, like, destroy, like, a, like god statues and stuff like that, like, in, in the game, and that's cool. And there's a big map where you go around to different stuff, and all of the bosses are pretty interesting. Like, they're all based on different mythological gods and stuff like that. So it's it's fun for me. I mean, it's, you know, I like these games. It's more Capcom fighters. And I've, uh, I beat Street Fighter II Hyper Edition, obviously. That was, like, a pretty easy one. Even though I don't really understand the way the difficulty works on these games. Like, I turn the difficulty all the way down to zero, and I still get my ass beat. Like, it feels like nothing changes when you change the difficulty. I don't know. I felt like this for any of the arcade collections. I feel like it never made a lick of difference whether you change the difficulty in this and the options or not. So, 
I, I did beat the game with M. Bison because that's always the easiest way for me to beat any of those Street Fighter games because you can just go back and forth with the, with the Psycho Crusher until you kill the guy. They don't block yeah. it. It's easy as fuck. But it's but trying to play it with beat it with like Ryu or Ken or whatever. I'm getting I'm getting hosed by these guys. Like they're destroying me. They're like throwing yeah. throwing moves out of nowhere. Like it's ridiculous. But the interesting about the thing about the Street Fighter 2 Hyper Edition is you can choose whatever version of the character you want to use. So whenever you pick the character, it will give you the option to pick what game you want to play it from. So if you want to play Ryu from the first game, he'll look like Ryu, he'll move slower, he'll only have the moves that were in Street Fighter 2, the first one. And you can pick from like Turbo and like uh, Super Street Fighter and so on and so forth and all that. And you can change like your how fast you want it to move, like, you know... The sprites are different, like they'll look different depending on which game you pick and all that. And that's always a cool, that's a cool thing to have it in there if you are a Street Fighter nerd and you want to see all that shit. Uh, I've been playing around with Darkstalkers 2, of course, because that was a big thing. I've only played Darkstalkers 1 and 2, but I'm still kind of like trying to get myself wrapped around the way the characters move. Because they are like, they are similar to Street Fighters and there's like, you know, roll moves and stuff like that, but not really. Like, it's not like a direct clone. You're not like, oh, well, this is Ryu, and this is Ken, and this is Kami, or whatever. The, these All the characters com- control completely differently, and none of them really... Maybe Morrigan is, like, the closest to, like, the, the Ryu-Ken thing, but you still don't have, like, the spinning kicks and all that. And, like, the way the, the, way the super moves are a little bit different. Like, uh, in the first one, you only get one. Like, you go, go up all the way, and you can only do it one time. So it does feel different. Like, the characters do feel much, much different than they are in Street Fighter. But they're all based off of horror movie characters, which is pretty cool. Like, there's, like, a... There's basically, like, a Bigfoot Sasquatch-type guy in there that's, that's pretty funny. And in the second one, you play in, like, the Sasquatch world, and you see all his little cousins or whatever jumping around in the background, and that's really cute. Plus, like, there's there's, like, a Wolfman character. There's, like, a Frankenstein's monster character in there. There's, like, a... There's, like, a... Dra- there's, a there's a... There's a vampire as well. There's, like, a Creature from the Black Lagoon-type guy in there. So if you're in, into, like, old-school monster movies, it works out well for that so i just is there a particular hook to the gameplay that makes it that much more distinct from street fighter i just feel like the characters moves are different like they're not they're not like copy and paste the same as the other one like they're like they like you won't really see like somebody who controls exactly like m bison or you know or slash vega or or like a or like you know um Zangi for anybody you know you won't see ones that control the same they kind of have they have the moves like the same style of moves but they're more mixed up you know that's that's kind of what i got from it it's not like oh well this guy is exactly the same as the other one it's not like playing like world heroes or like those snk games that are exactly the same as street fighter Mm -hmm. you know where it's like oh yeah here's ken and here's bison and here's Zangief, and they all control the same like it feels different because all their moves are different and they do have different things there's things that you can do like this one samurai guy who has a mouth on his stomach he like throws a sword that go and, and and if it he throws a sword at you and if the sword like goes like hits you it goes like right through your stomach and then you can do combo moves on top of that like that's not something that other street fighter characters have you know like that's that's there's there's an uh there's a, a you know an example of it there and it's also like way bloodier than street fighter like every time you hit guys blood comes out it's like not quite mortal combat but you know a lot of people are hitting with like you know like wolfman like has like claws Claws. and a lot lot of swords and stuff And whenever they hit you with the swords there's like big you know big splashes of blood that come off the characters so i thought that was cool like it has like a more mature feel to it because it's all like you know blood and i guess you can do or no that was the other one i guess uh Apparently in Red Earth, there's fatalities too that you can do, but I didn't figure that out until after I'd already beat it, where you can't actually kill guys. You can. It's kind of does the same way with Killer Instinct, where you have to incorporate it into your move to have it. it there's not like a finish him or whatever, but if you if you end it in a certain way, you can kill the guy. You can completely kill him, like in the. And there's different endings based on how many people you kill as well. And that's the same thing when I with I was playing Live Alive in the uh, feudal Japan. 
Every time I kill somebody, it says, you've killed this many people. So I'm wondering it's going to affect me later in the game, kind of like uh, like Undertale, you know, where it's going to yeah. come back and be like, oh, yeah, you killed, like, 30 people. You suck, you know, so. Or maybe you get more for trying to, like, sneak through the whole thing and not finding anybody since you're supposed to be, like, a ninja and all that. But, no, I've, I've, I've still, you know, it's great. If you want to play fighting games, it's great. It's worth playing. Like I said, 10 games in there for 40 bucks. That's $4 a game. I was with you that I thought the price might be worth it just for Puzzle Fighter, but. I need to manage my funds at the moment. I saw you got some stuff also. I did. I, 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 need, I bought some stuff. So so we can, uh, I think that's, I mean, I think that's all I can, I need to say about Capcom fighting collection so far. I really enjoy it. Um, and there's still like, I've only played two of the, of the uh, Darkstalkers ones and there's a bunch of them. So, I mean, I'm excited to get, yeah, I'm just kind of doing one by one. You know, I want to like learn the mechanics of one and then see what they change for the next one and so on and so forth. That's kind of the same way I went through the Dragon Quest games. It's always nice to see like what's changed and as you do it. But it's a, uh, you know, it's fighter heaven for me. It's like, hey, here's some awesome Capcom games you've never played, especially coming from a big horror movie fan like me. It's like to see all these characters in there. And I haven't really found the one that's like, this is my guy yet. One, one thing that works on me now is something you said earlier. It looks good on the TV. Giant sprites. I'm thinking arcade. I mean, I'm, I'm fighting games kick right now with yeah. arcade games on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a looks great on the TV. Giant sprites on a, on a, on a big 4K TV. It looks beautiful. Big, big, giant fucking monster guys. Incredible. The animation looks great. Looks really good on all the characters, obviously. I mean, uh, most Capcom fighting games have really, really good animation. Not quite as good as Street Fighter 3, but, you know, who has that other than Street Fighter 3? But yeah, that's my thoughts on that game so far. Well, I'll see it if you talked about everything you did. Yeah, um, yeah go for it. Well, first and foremost, before I get into video games, I got a console this week, and I did mention this before on the show, but it came in the mail. And, you know, I've said it before, don't care too much about this old Playdate thing. When you got one of these, oh, there it is. in my case, three of these. Is that what it looks like? Boy FX. Oh, it looks, like, FX it looks like a flat piece of paper there. It looks so. It really well, I guess did. it's a box. Yeah, it's a really small it's box. It's a box. Looks like a like a when when CDs came in cardboard cases sometimes like that's what he's got. That's not the thing. This is the thing. Oh yeah, it's so small. That's the Ardu yeah. Boy. So, it's very tiny. It's like almost yeah. like a card. Looks even more like a credit card Game Boy this time. Yeah, they've so really they added the letters FX on it, but I, as far as I could tell, the you know it's the same other than they added a chip to it, and now it's got a loader on it, and there's hundreds of games preloaded, which I can't really show, but. You just go That's through cool. it and it lists the different genres and then you hit down and you can go through all the different games and it's just great. It's just fucking loaded up with all kinds of shit to do. That's cool. No, so, it wasn't the thing with Ardu Boy before that it could only hold one game at a time or something. Correct. Yeah. And this so you had game. to, so you'd upload whatever you wanted to play to it and it would just stay in the EEPROM until you deleted it. And sometimes it would get stuck and you'd have to figure out a way to like soft reset your Ardu Boy to get it to load something else. But that won't be as much of a problem with this because I won't need to load as much onto it. One thing I was a little disappointed with is that it's still got the micro USB charging port. I was hoping maybe it got boosted up to USB-C, but mm. maybe that's the next one. He's already working on the Ardu Boy 2. I don't know if that's what he's calling it, but he's been posting a lot of... Uh, Kevin, the guy who invented the thing, he's been posting a lot of like concept uh, designs of what he wants the new one to look like, and including like details of where he's ordering parts from and everything. I mean, it's all pretty fascinating. So um, yeah, I just love, I just love supporting this, this, uh, this thing. And I don't know, I kind of had to have it. He's been talking about him for a couple of years and they just happened to like, I thought I missed my chance to get any, but then he was like, I've got X amount left. They're on the chop now go. And I just, I was lucky enough to get one. So I don't know. That's one guy who makes these. Yeah. I mean, he's not putting them together. You know, he orders them 
he designed it parts and, sources and yeah. stuff yeah correct yeah but yeah he's the one to put it together and the packaging's real nice just got a really nice little i don't know I, it, there's a lot of care put into these little guys so i was glad to get another one yeah it lists all the games on the back it's kind of hard to see but i mean this thing's loaded up oh, that's, all, that's stuff, a lot so. Yeah. A lot of fine print. What is the uh, what is the number? Does it say like two hundred games or like fifty games or like does it tell you over two hundred? Okay, yeah. So that's a lot. I mean, compared to like the one that you had, where you had to switch out every one game, right, to be able to play it to change the EEPROM or whatever. And I'm pretty sure I can still upload more stuff to it. So I mean, that's not the end of it. It's just it's got so much more memory that you don't have to just do one game at a time now. How much did you pay for that? I think it was. 50 plus shipping that's a really good deal then yeah it's not a whole lot more than i paid for the original one i well the first one i bought i got a really good deal on it because it was a floor model and then the second one i got off an amazon like fire sale i think for really cheap so i don't know why i needed a third one but it was mainly just to support it because you like it so you like 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 that ardo stuff ardu i really do i still i have i have a i have hope in my heart of someday programming a game for it no matter how simple it is, I, I just want to do it. I have all the shit to do it. I just need to do it. But uh, another game that I played this week that I really like uh, that kind of has the same sort of uh, feel as far as being like uh, one person made it. A Leckhead. Yeah, you, yeah I, saw, I saw you got that. I, that's a game that's, I mean, that's on my list, but I just kind of held off because of Monster Hunter. I played and I, it and for I also about, wanted to see what, what, was the, what was in the direct. I played it for about an hour last night. It's really... You know, once you get to playing it, it's it's addictive. It's fun. Um, it all the like. I think it does a really good job of tutorializing as you play, rather than having you know actual mm-hmm. menus you have to read through or uh, having an actual tutorial zone. Like it just naturally works how to play into the game. And I don't know if I'm going to get more powers, but I did. You know, I had to play for a little while before I got the ability to shoot my head off. But that the whole mechanic of it is just it's just fun. It's hard to explain you just got to play it like you have to throw your head but then you have 10 seconds to get back to it so if you don't get back to it you blow up and there's just a lot of really kind of like nail-biting moments where you can't get through a certain passage with your head on because you're too tall so you have to throw your head and then go through like kind of like a little maze of passages to get to your head on the other side before you explode and stuff like that just gives the game a lot more of a attention than you would expect it to have for as for as lighthearted as it is, so I couldn't recommend this game enough. It's only five bucks. I thought it was. 10. You're supporting. It's only five. Is it? Oh, I'm pretty deal. sure. Oh, I thought it was nine ninety nine. I, I put I think it I got the for five. Less. Maybe maybe it is ten. I thought I, for some reason I was thinking it was five. But you know what? It was. Now I remember it was an. Um, it was ten, and then I used my gold points, so I paid like a little over five for it. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, so okay. yeah, yeah, I used my gold points on it, and just happy to throw. Send money that way and yeah. <laughs> throw your throw and, your head and money towards them. Yeah, it's a shocking game, but it's fun. And the cap attack on Genesis had a similar thing. I mean, I think it's a, a totally different than a puzzle platform, but you or a character that threw his head and you could throw your head in various different ways to different mm-hmm. effects. Reminds me of that. Yeah, it's nine ninety nine. I do actually have six dollars in cold points that I've just been holding on to. But I was trying to decide between this one and Blade Runner or maybe something else. I don't know. Well, in the meantime, I'm happy to be the ambassador. I'm going to try to finish it. it I'm on cool. level four of seven. All right, definitely. I think it looks really good and it's definitely been reviewed yeah. really well. So, I mean, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Something else I spent money on this week. Trey 
thinks of Trey like pointing it out to me. Um, yeah, big. There's that, a, there's a big Switch sale, like a big E Zero sale or whatever. But yeah, it's called like bunch of games or something like that. But um, yeah, it uh, Dark Souls Remaster. I finally bought it. Um, becoming a true Souls head this year. Uh, I bought the Dark Souls Remastered. Started playing it, and it made sense to me. Yeah, it, sh- it should feel similar to Elden Ring, right? It does. It, it in fact, like yeah, the controls are the same um, for the most part. As far as like when I wanted to heal, that was the button that it was before. You know that kind of thing. So just all of that has made the game a lot more approachable. And I actually beat the first boss. Oh, so wow. I'm officially f- the furthest I've ever been in Dark Souls. I beat the first boss. I got to the because I guess it's pretty much like a tutorial area at the beginning called the uh, Undead Catacombs. And you have to escape from those. And then you go to basically this other land. This big bird takes you to this other land. And uh, I got killed real quick once I got there because the skeletons killed the fuck out of me. They're mm. they're ruthless, too. They uh, More so than Elden Ring, once something sees you, it's 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 hunting you down. The AI is is very mean. So that's the one thing I learned. Like I tried to run away from, from some enemies, and I ran like almost all the way back to the beginning, and they were following me the whole way. Mm. And they're fast and they kill you quick and they're go- they're skeletons. So if you don't like, you have to basically like beat them up again at the right time for them not to resurrect and just keep trying to kill you. So it's hard to explain, but yeah, just like think about like the, uh, the skeleton soldiers in Zelda that you have to put the bomb on after you knock them down. It's just, it's a similar concept. Like they're going to reanimate if you don't kill this, like, I think you got to like kill this little orb or something, but um, yeah, I really like it. It's definitely a lot slower paced than, Elden Ring, and I mean, it totally makes sense. It's a it's a game from like 2011 at this point, uh, and although it's remastered, I, they, I don't think they sped it up. I've already kind of figured out how to you know keep from losing all my um, souls, my experience, and I've been able to level up. I think I'm level four, and once you level up, you get to keep your level, and then I think you also get to keep all items you pick up, even if you die. So yeah, just everything about it feels natural now after trying to play it so many times over the years like it was nice to to actually finally get into it so yeah i'm gonna play more of that this week and i'll have a dark souls report for you uh, if nothing else just trying to keep my chops in shape for whenever i decide to give that fire troll another try oh yeah Elden Ring. Oh, yeah, i forgot you, you haven't beaten that and you also have like a sekiro or whatever that you got right for a pc yeah it, i got a really good deal i think that was like 15 or something i got a really good deal on steam so yeah, I got that waiting for me too. So I went from no soul ga- Souls games to three. It's a uh, it's called the big old super sale, and uh, yeah. Dark Souls is is half off. So it's nineteen ninety nine, marked down from thirty nine ninety nine. And also another one that I wanted to mention. I don't know if John was into getting more games that was on Jeremy's uh, best games of the list or whatever. Um, Hades is on sale for fourteen ninety nine in the sale as well, which I think is the lowest oh, yeah. it's ever been. I booted up Hades uh, last week. I forgot to mention it on the show. I booted it up. It had been the first time in over a year I'd played it. And I got to I got to the last boss on my first try. So it all kind of came back like riding a bike. But I still died on the last boss. But I, I still was kind of proud that I was able to get all the way through my first try, you know, after over a year of not playing. So that game still holds up. That game's great. I'd, I'd recommend Hades. Like the music alone was worth $15. It's on sale. Um, it's on sale to the 6th of July. So you still got some time. I want to say who I named my character because I, in my head canon, this is Joellen's ancestor, and I don't know why, but I named her Grover. So it's Gro- it's Grover Ellen. <laughs> it's the name Grover of Ellen. my character in Dark Souls, and it's the ancestor of Joellen. And they look kind of similar. I try to sort of make them look similar. And uh, 
Hell yeah, Souls games. I'm on board. But other than that, just this week, played more Neon White. Uh, still liking it. Didn't make a whole bunch more progress, but I yeah. think I'm getting more just... It's becoming more intuitive of a game to play. I, I was sad that I haven't gotten to play that game much since last time, because... I really enjoyed it, but yeah, the, I mean, I figured I'd, I was just going to play the Capcom collection when that came out, but I still want to come back to it because I did really enjoy what I played of it. Plus now I have like, now I have the other ones, the, now I have Portal also, and Live Alive, yeah. so even more stuff to distract me. But there's nothing quite like Neon White, I think you were saying that when you were kind of gushing about it a little more Oh yeah, it's uh, great last time, and I like it. Um, yeah, when I want to play that, you know, there's nothing else that's going to scratch the Neon White itch, it's its own thing, so. Cool game. And then finally, of course, Ninja Turtles. Played more of that this week. Got through it with Raphael. Actually, Raphael's so strong that every both the other characters I'd beat the game with, by the time I beat it, I was at level 10. But Raphael was still at 9. So I went and I fought the final boss two more times. Was still at level 9. Finally, I just had to go play through like the Technodrome level again. And then I was able to actually level him up. So I might be getting to that point where I'm good enough at this game that getting them to level 10 is going to take more than one playthrough. But needless to say, I'm still having fun. And uh, one last thing I wanted to mention, got to play some Switch sports with real friends this week. Had oh, a couple of our nice. friends come over and we played Switch sports and played some bowling. And there you go. Then we went, then we played some Family Feud and we played some uh, SingStar. It was a great night of video gaming. There you go. I'm glad that uh, still rocking that Switch sports. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I think they added some new stuff to it. I don't know. I haven't played it. I haven't played it in a while. But they, they they're still they're still doing the weekly ad- additional costumes and all that. I think there's like some new bowling stuff in there, or like a bowling themed outfit or whatever. So your friends were they are they like typical video game players? Were they aware that there was a Switch Sports, or was there a moment where they're like, oh, it's a new Wii Sports? Uh, no, they know about the Switch and stuff. I don't know if they knew about the, that Sports was out, but they're both more PC gamers. Uh, really into like WoW, and uh, I guess when it comes to console, they like Borderlands too. That's what they play. So it just yeah, they just kind of are one of those kind of couples that mostly play on their PC. But um, yeah, I mean, they picked up right on it, you know, like they were playing it, doing well right away because it's so intuitive. So it was fun to pull out Switch Sports and have a game like the old I, days. I guess I'm just interested because the original is such a phenomenon that everybody knew. I worked at this at a senior home at the time and we had a Wii there and people played Switch Sports or Wii Sports, Wii Sports there. Um, and so I, I'm just kind of, kind of intrigued by people who are not aware that there is a new version out and what their thought might be on that. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know if this is the right subset for that, the right subset of people, but I mean, they liked it. Mm. We had fun with it. I think with, if I were just going to answer that from a guessing standpoint, I think less people are aware of switch sports because it's not the, it's not the killer app for the system. It's not the, what they're using to sell it. Right. Well, for me this week, what I dove into most was Stardew Valley. I've played now nice. 25 hours of that game. Still, yeah. still doing it. I beat the mines. Oh, you beat the mines. You got I the key the at the bottom. Yeah, I took your uh, advice and I, I dove right into the mines. And uh, that's how I was making most of my money at first. And so now I'm starting to make more money from, from farming. And I just built a coop. So I haven't got any animals yet. Yeah, that's. I think there was there was a long point in that long time in that game where it was like, I, I just need to like scrape by enough money to get through the day. And finally, I've just sort of come over that hill to where now, reliably, I'm probably making two or three thousand dollars a day. Um, nice. So I can get to enjoy the game a little bit more. Are you starting uh, to like load up a bunch of chests with random stuff? Like I've only got one chest so okay. far. I probably got to buy a couple. I, it just dawned on me that it's like, oh, it's probably like, like Animal Crossing. How you you build build uh, workbenches all around the island or whatever. Yep. 
it just dawned on me that I should probably build a bunch of chests all around to make sure I can get what I what I need. I like to build a storage shed and just put chests in there. But then I also will like set a chest by where I'm farming and I'll have one over by you know the mines. You can put one like right outside the mines and or no, I've got one inside the mines right by the mine cart, so it's pretty great. That's a good idea. And yeah, you can put them anywhere. Like you can't access them from anywhere, but like once you start getting some more of the community center stuff and you can move around quicker, then you can just have chests all over the place and you don't have to worry about losing stuff as much. I would say I'm probably 70% done with the community center. Wow. Like I've got a I, I I've got what season are you have you gotten through a whole year yet? Yes. So I just got okay. into I'm in spring of year two. Okay. And I haven't met my grandpa again yet. I'm looking forward to that day. Uh yeah, I probably have about 70% of the community center done. I have one of the rooms completed all, all together. And then the other ones I have like out of the five things you have to complete for each room, I probably have three on average complete for most of them. So I feel like I'm making pretty good progress. You are. Having a lot of fun with it. Really enjoying it. You're staying pretty focused. I, I don't think I had as much luck staying focused on the game like and getting the stuff done i, I can't believe you like a, I, played. I mean versus like it, it's completely blown like uh strikers and turtles out of the water like you put 30 hours into this one in like a couple weeks like you have much more yeah, hour time on stardew than you do on your other games that you yeah that's true about. i mean it, by by the design of the game that's sort of the way that's sort of the way that's meant to be you know neither strikers nor turtles is meant to be a you know, check in, play all the time kind of game. Well, in this in Stardew especially is like just one more day because it's it's not real time. So it's like, well, I you know I'm going to bed. It, it automatically saves. And, right. All right. Well, that's a, that's a good point for me to stop today. But then you wake up and oh, there's something in my mailbox. You open your mailbox. You're like, oh, some yeah. of my crops have uh, grown. You go and you like harvest them, and then before you know it, it's nighttime again, and you're going to bed, and you're like, oh shit, I played another day. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, just one more day. Just might as well do more, another one. Just one more. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, I've I've ended up playing for multiple hours when i meant to quit many times yeah it's it's uh, it's really well designed and it's not that it's not entirely apparent on the surface right away how well designed the game is it, it i mean it's it starts out like you know it gives you the impression that oh this is a really good game and i want to play it but it just gets gets deeper and deeper the more time you spend with it and how all these different systems interact with one another is is and how well balanced the whole game is it's really impressive. And then, yeah. and then you find out it's done by one guy, and I just have no idea how one person can make a game this complex. I mean, they they added more. I mean, you know, they, they didn't do it all at once. They've added, like, they've, Incrementally, they've yeah. built on it and yep. built on it over, you know, it's, it's. I mean, this has been out for, this game has been out for what? Long time. Long, time. long, long time. I think it just had its five-year anniversary either last year or earlier this year. I was gonna say I'm pretty sure it's older than that at least. I mean it's older than the than how old the switch is. Yeah, I saw something he's Yeah. Came out not long before the switch. I saw something that said he started it in twenty eleven. So like five years on his own working on it before uh before it released. I don't know. I'm I'm really thinking about his next game about the what the haunted chocolatier. Yeah. According was, to according to fun. Wikipedia, it came out like at the beginning of twenty sixteen. So it had like a good year or so before it came to the switch well it didn't come out on the switch until 2017 yeah it was like in the fall i think well because it, it came out not long before i went to portland which was in october so it, it had to have been like maybe september i felt like it was a i thought it was a pretty early release for switch i mean definitely in those first couple months i thought of when it launched i don't know i guess i would be because it launched in march but regardless it did come out like a, a more than a year before 
it came out to switch and for all its animal crossing similarities i'm i'm impressed by some of the things that i think it does better than animal crossing like the the item management it does it way better like the fact that you can hit a button and organize everything or you hit a button and you can send all your all your items uh um if you ha- if you have certain items in your in in your 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 treasure chest and there's some in your pocket in your inventory you can hit a button to send those items that are the same merge those up from your wallet into your inventory just hit hit one button rather than going manually item by item one button that's the way it does it the crafting is a lot quicker you know I, I, there's a lot that animal crossing could have taken from this game and, and unfortunately didn't it came out in october of 2017 for switch over fifth so yeah i remember being kind of antsy for it to come out because i had had it recommended to me so much on pc and i was like i'm gonna wait for the switch version now and i'm glad i did because at the time, I would have been able to take it with me portably if I had put it on the PC. Um, well, not as easily. And having it on that trip to Portland was awesome. Just uh, just built into my memory of going to Portland is playing Stardew Valley a lot. I had a funny moment happen this week in the game. So I was with uh, one of the characters, Penny, in her house talking to her. And I was at like, I guess, so as far as, far as the like, the, the, romance system there's like 10 10 hearts you got to fill like you give you give gifts and like each time you give a gift or a couple of gifts you'll increase by one heart and there's a certain threshold where you're in a relationship at that point so i i, I was i'm like close to getting into the relationship and so i came over to her house and she was talking to me and she says oh why don't we go sit and watch a movie and then we walk over to the couch and the game fades to black leaves you to fill in with your imagination what might have happened right and when it comes out of the fade to black it's the next day and there i am at penny's house and she's over there in her bedroom i walk over to her bedroom i open the door i go talk to her and the first thing she says is i have an appointment at the clinic today that's <laughs> like whoa what wow what happened I mean, even in real world yeah this is just a total coincidence you know nothing came of it but i just thought it was funny yeah, I do wonder if that's completely coincidental or if that isn't a little joke that Concerned Ape threw in there. Oh, maybe so. Um, yeah, because I could also, it doesn't necessarily mean, it could mean a lot of things, but probably none of them good news if it's directly related to the movie. Well, I followed her to the clinic the next day. <laughs> <laughs> she actually did go to the clinic and she went and checked at the doctor. I walked oh into God. the... I walked into the room where she was getting checked out. You know, the doctor put stethoscope to her chest and even animated her like you know, breathing in and out and all those details and stuff like that. But when I walked in the room and she goes, you know, do you mind? Like, can I have some privacy, please? <laughs> I, I want to find out what's happening here. She hasn't told me any news yet. So I was saying, is that, is that like how you have sex in the game? Like the, 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 you, the, you like go to the couch and it goes black. Like, I, I don't know. Netflix and I chill. I don't really know. As far as I know, you just, it just, yeah. When you do a, a quote unquote date or a relationship moment or whatever, yeah, it'll just like fade out. And then, um, Sometimes you'll have dreams, which is cool. You'll have dreams about people you've been hanging out with. And uh, that can be really weird. And then, But once you actually get married, then one day your, your partner will just be like, hey, do you want to have a kid? And you say yes or no. And then a few days later, you, there's a kid there. Oh, I'm, I'm glad they ask you because, like I've said before, mm-hmm. in, in The Sims, they don't ask you. They just show up. It disappears. Kids just show up. And yeah, you just, you're just married and you just sleep in the same bed and then there's a kid. And so it also, like, it'll, it kind of saves the whole, like... Because because uh, you can marry anybody, so it kind of saves the whole like biological baby mm-hmm. question that would raise, and you just kind of mm-hmm. like 
get one delivered like any other item mm-hmm. you would for the farm. <laughs> and you can like turn them into birds or something. You can get, yeah, like, you get can rid of them. release them as doves. <laughs> well, I also got the portal collection. I bought that right away. You know, we talked about that earlier and I can't wait to go play that. I'm going to go portal two first. Yeah, I got it too. I want to play, I mean, Portal 1, you can beat in like one sitting, right? I've never played it, so. Yeah. You know. It's maybe two hours if you don't know what you're doing. and I think you could speed run it a lot quicker once you do. Yeah. So I'm interested to try out that one. And I just had such a good time playing 2 on PlayStation 3 that I'd like to play through it again. See what it's like. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's try to just do some real quick news stuff. Just a couple things and then wrap it up because I need to to get out of here. News, 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 news. Don't snooze or you miss the news. So once again in the news again, Metroid Prime, people are saying that that's coming out. Now it has like a more definitive date, I guess, or whatever. Says it's coming out by the end of the year. Just Metroid Prime 1, 2, and 3 will come later. How do you feel on the validity of that statement? Well, it's from Giant Bomb's Jeff Grubb. So Giant Bomb is a reputable source. And it's been said again and again. And this is the 20th anniversary. They said Metroid Prime. Yeah. That makes sense. Of 2002, the best gaming year. (laughs) Just saying. Metroid Prime 2. Yeah, I mean, I I want it to be real so I can play Metroid Prime 1 in a nicer whatever hd version i guess i'm just really tired of hearing of it hearing about it so i'm also kind of hope it's true so people will shut the fuck up about it by now yeah, right. and stop saying will it come out this week it's like no shut up go do something else they said that prime will get the full remaster while two and three will be more like straight up ports mm. okay i mean you still got to do i mean they still got to do something to, to all of them to make them playable on to the make Switch. them work right Especially, I mean, mostly three because three is so much motion. I mean, they did they did stuff with uh, I mean, they they did it with Skyward Sword, but I mean, it involves like you know, like moving your hand and twisting it to open doors and stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of shit with three that you have to do. So I don't know. I know you like the Scarface game on Wii, right? So there was a canceled Scarface two game footage that uh, leaked online this week. Yeah, I love Scarface on Wii. I played the crap out of it. It was a lot of fun. I and mean, it was basically Grand Theft Auto, but with uh, with Tony Montana. And you can go into this rage and mode where, friend. where he's just like cussing constantly, and it's hilarious. <laughs> it, it's funny because uh, spoilers, but you know something happens in the movie to where there couldn't be a sequel, and they do, and they do a funny. They have a funny way of uh, doing it in the game. Where I, where I always thought was kind of cool, the way they create that story as to why it's a sequel. So it's just like, it's kind of like, oh, you just changed the end of the movie. It's different now. It's, it didn't didn't happen the way it was in the movie. But you can actually play that part out, and I thought that was cool. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. But yeah, apparently they, there was a second one, but it never got released. That's that's too bad. I would I would play it. I really enjoyed the first one. It was fun. I liked it a lot better than the, than the Godfather game that came out. That's for sure. I thought it was way better. There's a, there's like some new concept art for East 10. You know, we, we know East 10 is going to happen because all the other ones did. It's a... Uh, crazy fight with a couple people people say that Adol looks younger in it so maybe it'll take place before whatever that's what i heard i don't know we'll just see whatever comes of that this is mega drive mini 2 news where sega is resurrecting a giant flight stick controller that came for the original mega drive i guess this thing is going to cost over a hundred dollars i forget the exact price just for the stick or for the whole thing just for the stick yeah okay I don't know, I guess because Afterburner 2 is one of the ones that was announced this week as well. They announced 11 more titles. Afterburner 2, Columns 3, Mega Panel, Nadia, The Secret of Blue Water, Outrun, Puzzle in Action, Ichi Dent R, I don't know what that is, uh, Splatterhouse 2, Star Mobile, and then that was for the gen, the excuse me, the Mega Drive. Uh, and then the Mega CD titles are Night Stalker, The Ninja Warriors, and Starblade. That's Night Striker. Oh, Night Striker. Not Night yeah, Stalker. Yeah. Not Night Stalker, no. Um, yeah, uh, Splatterhouse 2 is better than 1. I've played that. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know any That's of those cool. other ones, <laughs> really. Outrun, I'm just made by the focus great. on Mega Drive I games. I, of I really wanted this to be like the the Mega CD, the Sega CD console. Like, I would have preferred if they had just honestly released a whole separate Sega CD attachment that you put on the bottom of the first unit, and uh, it, it just have it be focused on Sega CD. So I don't know how excited I am about the Mega Drive too. I mean, it's not even. Night Striker is a good game. I this is what I played all the way through it at a uh, Galloping Ghost last time I was there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not even. It's not even fully. And they didn't even say it was 100 percent coming to America, right? It's still only no, Japan right, only. Correct. So, you know, I mean, I bought mine. I mean, in it's Japan, not being called the Genesis, but that's because we were there. Yeah, the Mega Drive, because that's mm-hmm. what it's called. But yeah, I mean. Whatever. I mean, they're they're making a new like six button controller also that's not directly from Sega that I think I sent. I think I sent that to Slack. But yeah, that's cool. It's it has the form factor of the original three button controller, the larger form factor, but it has the six button layout. I would have liked that back in the day. That uh, that six button controller for all the extra buttons you get, it was much smaller and not as comfortable to hold. But it's a solution about thirty years too late. So nice job, guys. <laughs> Well, I mean, somebody will buy it still. So there you go. One thing I am excited about is this Kickstarter project. It's called 50 Years of Text Games from Oregon Trail to AI Dungeon. I think this is so cool. Shining a little light on a segment of games that uh, that needs a little bit more light. That's maybe maybe forgotten. Just text adventure games, pure text. Not even, you know, I, I like adventure games, as I said earlier. But these were the prototype of that. Just Oregon Trail was... Originally all text, right? And That's correct. It, yep. it got the graphics added later. Yeah, there were like a couple different versions of it, right? Uh, but yeah. yeah, the original original one was much different from the dysentery one that people remember. Mm-hmm. This looks looks really nice too. I think the hardcover design, the simplicity of it, uh, it I don't know, it speaks to me. Uh, I, I guess I think we said this at the beginning of the episode, so we should still say it. But uh, the Blade Runner Enhanced Edition and all that, uh, yeah. I watched a couple reviews of it. It's been kind of positive, yeah. but... Because the game, because they couldn't actually like remake the game from what it was because they lost all the code. Like they mm-hmm. they remade it in a way to where the characters look really weird. Like I watched somebody play it last night and the characters yeah. look very pixely and almost kind of like film grain ish against like the mm-hmm. background and the background's kind of fuzzy and all that. And I guess there was so much uh, people being upset about it that they actually, if you start it now, if you buy it now, you can actually play it as a fan version that somebody made that was better, that was came out before on like good old games and all that. Oh, which wow. I thought was really interesting that now you have the option to pick one or the other. It's and that, and that gives me like, even burden. gives me more reasons to even want to try it. I mean, I just watched somebody play it and I feel like it really, it really does like give you the, the Blade Runner world and you can, you have the like vibe. the floating cars and, you know, and like the ladies talking about uh going off world and all that stuff. And, and you can mm-hmm. like, you know, go into the pictures like you do in the movie and like all this, you know, has like that detective adventure. And I still think it looks great, but the characters do look really weird. Like I was watching somebody yeah. play just like the regular version of it and they do, they pop in a weird way because they look like they don't really belong in the static background because the way they it's just strange like the way they're animated and the way they move versus everything else which is kind of smeared doesn't necessarily look great but apparently there's an option you can do two different two different ways now which makes like i said makes it even more intriguing for me to want to try it out especially since it's only 10 bucks don't buy that 179 dollar fucking yeah oh geez enhanced edition like what the hell do you really need a fake blade runner badge or like a fake gun gun or whatever it's so stupid like i mean more power, More power to you, I to guess, them. but does anybody yeah. care that much about this Blade Runner game? Like, I, I didn't even I think, heard about think, it until like a week ago. I think Limited Run is a, a successful company for a reason because they, they put out these. It's super, small super batches niche. Of now these. Super niche fans. These, these packages are getting more and more expensive. The Ninja Turtles one was comparatively, 
comparatively priced um, at like $180 or something like that. Uh, I think they'll be successful on this. There's no Blade Runner fans who who like video games who would would pay this amount of money. Hopefully they don't make a whole lot of these. I think they're smart enough to to make the exact amount. Yeah, I think they I think that you like amount that people would buy. Yeah. You like have to pre-order it, right? And then they make them after that, right. probably like how Nintendo always would do their Nintendo right. Club stuff. So right. that makes it even more like collectible and all that stuff. I mean, they obviously know what they're doing. They're still they're still around and all that. It's just like some of these are just kind of like who is the person that would care this much for all this stuff? That's like that's like, yeah, this is my favorite game ever. Like blah blah blah. I don't know. I love tchotchkes. Yeah. Or I right. love Blade Runner that much. I mean, even Blade Runner 2049, unfortunately, was not a huge success. I love that movie, though. That, that movie's movie, great. The movie's so good. I, I really liked it. Yeah, but it was not a success in the theater. And that was supposed to be after Blade Runner 1 wasn't of, a success either. The 1982 right, Blade Runner. Right, but like, 2049 like just, was. Like just made their money back like last year or something. 30 finally, years of. For, for the money they put into it. It's 2049 was supposed to be after 30 years of you know Blade Runner fandom being built up on VHS and DVD. And, and it felt like. And the like, 10 okay, different the versions. Fa- the fandom didn't materialize <laughs> in the theater again. So maybe Blade Runner is not quite as popular as I did. They were all replicants. I was yeah. there. I was at the theater for that. I went to go see it yeah. in the theater. Yep. So I, w- I materialized there to see Jared Leto being weird as usual. So <laughs> there you go. I mean, he was my least favorite part of the movie. How do they make the blades run? Is that with uh, CGI? <laughs> not a, a lot of naked people in that movie. Not the best movie to watch with your, uh, with your wife's grandma, which I have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I, she liked it. So whatever. She's like, oh, I remember the cyber people. They've been around forever. Um, <laughs> she like, she's like, she's like, a, she's like, I like that movie. It was really weird, but I liked it. And I'm like, cool. All right. I cool. forgot there was so much nudity in it, but whatever. A good <laughs> review from, from a grandma. Yeah. Um, I do want to say, <laughs> not necessarily because it sinks from there, but uh, it was a birthday. Yesterday was a, a big birthday for a, a huge gaming company. That's not been relevant for a very long time, but Atari, Ooh. Atari turned 50 okay. yesterday. It was founded that's 50 a pretty big years birthday. ago. And yeah, they, I mean, I remember them not, well, what, 10 years after they were founded, they were already doing kind of bad, right? They, they, but they still exist. Yeah. Happy 40th anniversary of coasting on your good name. Atari. <laughs> yeah. I have no, I mean, I think the only good memory I have of Atari is that, that Godzilla game that was on, that was on GameCube was, it was an Atari game, or at least it had their name on the, on like the credits at the beginning, the, the destroy all monsters melee, which is an excellent I like game. when it covered that Don Henley song. Did they do that? The Ataris did. Oh, summer. I, I was thought it was the, oh, right. the Ataris yeah, yeah. or <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if it was Ataris or Atari Teenage Riot. Like they both have that name in there. Anyway, all right. DMFDM. I think we're good to wrap this up here because I gotta go. But uh, I... thanks everybody for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed the direct as much as we did. If you want to support the show and get bonus episodes, which we have a new episode which will be out by now about our favorite pinball games. Listen to that. It'll be edited for sure and in video form and all that. You can check it out. Um, also, thanks to Jesse Bramhall, our newest uh, Patreon patron. Thanks for joining for joining the Patreon and all that. Welcome, Thank you, Jesse. We appreciate it. Welcome, Atomic Toaster. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, uh, patreon.com slash Podcast is where you can find that. Also, you can find us on Twitter at Nintendo underscore domain and at jmaxstack. Don't forget to check out my uh, best, best top four uh, game composers episode wt radio is pretty happy with what i put together on that after going back and forth i'm happy with the people that i chose as well so listen to that it's great uh also um you can check us out at youtube.com slash nintendo main podcast and uh twitch.tv slash nintendo main podcast can watch me play through turtles was the last thing i did on there and i'll stream at some point next week probably so check that out 
Anyway, thanks for listening to us. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jerry Mikowski. I'm John Litter. And thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. See you later. Yeah.